Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. When you've got that massive historic PFL versus Bellator card, it is a big one. It's a pay-per-view. It's PFL champs versus Bellator champs and PFL stars versus Bellator stars. Historical night. First time in MMA history that a place like this is hosting Saudi Arabia, a big MMA card. It's, in fact, the first major MMA event to take place in Saudi Arabia and the first cross-promotional event between both PFL and Bellator with former champions and current champions colliding in one epic night. The headliner, like I said earlier, is Henan La Problema Fejera going up against Ryan Bader. They go toe-to-toe in a fight that I think will determine who Francis Ngannou will fight in his PFL debut. That's the plan. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announced that that seems to be the direction. So stay tuned. Also, as we said earlier, Johnny Evelyn against Impa Kasangane. They did save Patricio Pitbull. He's going to remain on the card. Aaron Pico as well. Clarissa Shields on the card. Yoel Romero. Um, Tiago Santos. Whole bunch of big names. It's all going down this Saturday, February 24th, live on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View and DAZN. That's ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View or DAZN. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with Flight attendants, prepare for takeoff. We've reached our cruising altitude of 10,700 feet. Go ahead and sit back, relax, enjoy the flight to Dallas, Texas. Home of the biggest bout of the summer, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz. The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Friday, August 4th, 2023. Hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. And yes, this is our third episode of the week. This is our second on the road episode of the week. The second from Dallas on Wednesday, we came to you from the open workouts. Tonight we come to you in prime time, Friday night, prime time, Helwani. Wow. We come to you live and indirect from the American Airlines Center in the heart of Dallas, Texas. Moments ago, it just wrapped up. And as you can see, they are breaking the stage behind us down. They are breaking it down because moments ago we had the final face-off between Jake Paul and Nathan Diaz. We had the final face-offs between Amanda Serrano and Heather Hardy. The entire card was up there for these ceremonial weigh-ins. It was a tremendous scene. I was very excited to be up there for zone. And look at them, breaking it all down in front of you. How cool is this? We've never done a post- ceremonial weigh-in show. I could get used to this sort of thing. I mean, it is literally coming down behind you. And as the night goes on, the great crew here in Dallas at the American Airlines Center will be putting together the ring, the lighting grid, the whole shebang for Saturday night's pay-per-view 
which of course you can get on DAZN pay-per-view globally, also on ESPN Plus pay-per-view here in the United States. DAZN.com is where you can get it here in the United States. You can get it via your local cable and satellite providers. You know the drill by now. Of course, as always, this program brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of not only this program, but the UFC as well. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the code DMAR when you sign up again. This code DMAR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I do want to give a shout out to our good friends over at DAZN. One more time, they are bringing this program to all of you worldwide on this Friday night. We've never done a Friday night show like this before. If you want to check out the fight of the summer, as the, uh, the pilot said in that tremendous intro, which I do believe was concocted by our very own GC, which now stands for Georgia Cowboy, because the man has been rocking a cowboy hat, a belt buckle, may have even purchased some boots at this point. In any event, DAZN.com is where you can get the pay-per-view. Jake Paul, Nathan Diaz, six-fight main card. Of course, you can get so much on DAZN, 50 fights a year. You could get uh, Women's Champions League here in the United States as well. You get the darts, you get the pool, all that stuff and more. Jake Paul, Nathan Diaz, tomorrow night, I'll be a part of the broadcast team. I can't wait for it, so thank you very much to DAZN. Now, like I said, Wayne's just wrapped up. What happened? Let's take a look. It was a great scene. I got to tell you, Nathan Diaz looks great for 185. I think a lot of people thought he wouldn't look his best. He's never fought at 185 before. I thought he looked good. He looked healthy. He looked cut. He looked muscular. Very impressive. And, of course, Jake Paul has been looking good all week. We saw him without the shirt at the open workouts. Do we have the pictures? Do we have the scenes? There it is. Here's, uh, here's the final face-off between the two of them. Going back and forth, a little elbowing there. How about Chael P? Chelpy said, I can't let you get close. I can't let you get close. This is tremendous. Look at this. Back and forth they went. A little, uh, a little camera change. Nikisa in the middle of it all. Chelpy with the surprise appearance. Part of Team Diaz. Rich Chow also part of Team RFI. No real shenanigans. Some talking. Some jawing. Some posing. The crowd was hype. The crowd was very, very hype. And I got to say, it felt like 80-20 in favor of Nathan Diaz. It really did. This is Diaz country, my friends. And look at you. Look at that smile on the American gangster's face. Tremendous stuff there from both Nathan Diaz and uh, Jake Paul. The final, the final push, if you will, for the pay-per-view. And now it all goes down on Saturday. We also had Amanda Serrano and Heather Hardy weigh in. All good there. The undisputed 126-pound title on the line. Here's Amanda Serrano. The pride of Carolina, Puerto Rico. Seven-division champion. Going up against her former foe, fellow New Yorker. They were jawing back and forth as well. Look at that intensity from Amanda Serrano. The real deal. Undisputed queen at 126. She beat Heather Hardy back in 2019 to win her first featherweight titles, and now they're going to do it again. Heather told us on Wednesday this is the final chapter of her career, but not the final page. Amanda Serrano showing love to the legend Heather Hardy, but man, oh man, one of the best fighters on the planet. And of course, Jeremy Stevens, former uh, UFC fighter, former PFL fighter, went up against Chris Avila. Chris Avila missing weight. Earlier this morning, had to give some money to Jeremy Stevens. Stevens not messing around. He has found a nice home for himself 
in the sweet science. There's Rich Chow, former Strike Force matchmaker, Bellator matchmaker, Chris Avila coming in about two pounds over at 170. It's a 168 pound fight, six rounds. Look at look at Jeremy Stevens mocking Chris Avila. So like I said, a great scene. We're going to be joined by multiple luminaries on today's program. Back into the show, GC, New York Rick will join me to take us home. We're also going to be joined by, I mean, one of the biggest baby faces in the business today, Wade Plem, my good friend and yours. He knows this scene very well. He's an absolute superstar stud on the internet. Everyone loves him. He can't walk 10 feet without getting mobbed over here in Dallas, Texas. But first things first, and perhaps some others will stop by too. Let us say hello to our first guest of the day. I saw him in Las Vegas last week. We were there, of course, for Spence Crawford and maybe Crawford Spence. He's one of the greatest to step foot in the ring. Come on in, my friend. Here he is, Showtime Sean Porter in the house. Golly, look at this guy. You know, the work that I had to do to get Sean Porter on this program, I mean, golly. Toughest guy. What's that? You got to turn on. Okay, you know, you got to turn on the mic. Here it is. Sean, you're trying to sabotage my show. No, no, no. You're sabotaging your show. Where's my earpieces? Oh, you don't need an earpiece. Why do you need an earpiece? I didn't know it wasn't on. Yeah, just oh yeah, that's true. You're such a pro. You're such exactly. an absolute pro. Thank you for doing this, my man. I really appreciate it. It's great to have Showtime Sean Porter here with us. Uh, can I ask, what is it like for you to go from a Spence Crawford-like fight to a Jake Paul Nathan Diaz-like fight in the span of a week? Tell you what, if the energy, which it should be, just about the same, it's kind of like being at the same event. Obviously, when you look at the 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 level of the the experience and the fight and things like that no it doesn't compare but in terms of being in a in a, in a um t-mobile arena thousands of fans around the stadium screaming crawford screaming spence and then to come here and hear the exact same things for paul and diaz as well i think the atmosphere is going to be a lot the same when you first heard about jake paul this kid coming over from boxing excuse me from the disney show and uh youtube and all that stuff and uh trying his hand in boxing were, were you interested in this or did he have to win you over over time i think for everyone it's been an adjustment you know even for his family <laughs> it's been an adjustment this is what you were doing and this is what you're gonna do and these are all of the intangibles that come with being a fighter you know and i think that for a lot of the world it's what are you doing you know for me it was just like i'm i'm like really oblivious to social media because i don't do social media often so I was oblivious. I'm like, okay, this is cool. And it was like, okay, this is cool. And then once people started to really make a fuss about it, I'm like, this is good for boxing. This is a no-brainer. How do you not, guys not get this? This guy's bringing millions of people to a sport that struggles to sell. Use it. Benefit from it. Adore it. Bring it. Right. And, and use it to your benefit. You know what I mean? So I've been um, one of the few, I think, out there from the boxing world that have said, you know, practically from, I wouldn't say day one because I didn't understand yeah, it yeah, on yeah, day yeah, one, yeah. but definitely, you know, by his third or fourth fight, I was saying, you know, this is good for the sport. Let's continue to push this forward. I know I'm just asking you on behalf of the boxing community, but do you feel as though he gets more respect now because he has stuck with it? And I think some people thought he might quit after his last loss, right? I think uh, he's practically always gotten respect from me because I just, I understand people. And I understand that he is a competitor, that he uh, loves athletics, and um, and he's from Cleveland. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I get I get him. You know, and so for me it was just like 
turn it on, watch it, see what happens, and then turn it off and go about your way. You know, this is what we do with sports. We're not the ones that hurt the next day. I get that he's still going to hurt. If Nate doesn't hit him one time, he's still going to hurt from the work that he's put in to get here, you know. So I think overall the boxing world started to kind of give respect after that fight with uh, Tommy Fury. Mm -hmm. I think that people saw in the lead up to that fight how much work he was truly putting in and how dedicated he is to the sport. I think that that's what really started to resonate with people. Why did he lose that fight? Why did he use that fight? Why did he lose that fight? Oh, um, What didn't he do right? Uh, I, I honestly put the, 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 the decision of that fight in the hands of the commission out there. You know, I think that... Do you think he won? I did. I really? thought he won the fight. Wow, yeah. you were there. I thought he won you the were fight. Ringside, I right? the yeah. fight. I'm ringside. I thought he won the fight. Um, and it and I just thought that overall there has to you you have to know what's in the ring on fight night, you know? And if you understand that, that you got a fighter who has truly never fought at this level before, and then Tommy Fury, you got another fighter who is at practically the same level, you're gonna be ready for the roughhousing. Mm -hmm. Be ready for the, the the wrestling and all those other antics. You just break it up and you let him fight. You break it up and you let him fight. And I just thought that the referee played a pivotal role. Mm -hmm. I think he took points from Paul. Then he took points from Tommy. And it's it just, to me, it was a mess. But from what I could remember, I thought that Paul really handled things very well along the way. And I thought that he won the fight. Did you think that he was going to retire after that? No, I didn't. No, okay. no I didn't. I thought that uh, he expected to have his hand raised. And when, once it wasn't raised, he's really quickly thinking, okay, what the, I, I just effed up. Yeah. And uh, how do I fix this? You know, and you don't fix it by retiring and moving on. You fix it by doing what he's doing now. Getting in the ring with Nate Diaz. And him coming back after a loss to me should end all the, is he a fighter or not? Because I think a lot of people thought, all right, it won't. No, it won't. Okay. It won't. <laughs> it will never end. It won't. You know, you just, I don't know, maybe maybe people aren't, haven't been fed the right way. Right. And the way you feed the boxing world, you say, this kid is never going to be a world champion boxer at the elite level, but he's going to put on great performances. He's going to put on great events. And you guys need to still watch this, you know, and stop trying to say whether or not he's a fighter. Right. He's a fighter because he trains. He's a fighter because he has camp. He's a fighter because he has a boxing license. Hey, he's a fighter. Yes, yes. You step in the ring, you're a fighter. But step why is it, in your opinion, like, I feel like the vast majority of the people here are MMA fans. I feel like more MMA media covers these fights than boxing media. I don't see a lot of the same people <laughs> that were at the fight last weekend. Yeah. Why do you think he doesn't get that type of attention and it's almost treated more like an MMA event? I know he's fighting MMA fighters, yeah. but it doesn't feel like the boxing media covers him. Well, I think he there's more in, there's more boxing media here than probably ever before. Oh, really? Okay, one. okay. Um, and again, could be because he fought Tommy and there's this respect there now, whatever the case may be. But I think it is just that. You can't come into the boxing world and then not fight boxers and consider yourself a boxer. And I think that that is the other side that's really separating him from being considered a true boxer and just someone who gets in the boxing ring. See, I think that's crazy. You know why? Because at 5-0, and at 6-0, and he's fighting tougher guys than most people fight at 5-0. and The greatest of all time, I, right? I don't agree. What are you talking about? I, Aaron I, Woodley's a UFC champion. I, I Anderson disagree. He's still tough. Simply because, yeah, you're still tough, but where is your level of toughness now? These are um, cage fighters. Yeah, but Arguably are, tougher. But these are cage fighters who are no longer hungry. These are cage fighters who have gone through their best years 
and they have the ability to get back in the ring or in the octagon, and that's why they're doing it. These aren't guys who are hungry, sleeping on couches, and hungrier than know. a guy who's one in twelve, a Absolutely. guy that you're fighting at a club show, one in twelve. There's, a, come on now. I, I mean, I don't. But there's a lot of one in twelve guys who are not hungry. Right. There's a lot of one in twelve guys who are hungry. But what I'm saying is that there's some one in twelve guys that are more hungry than Nate Diaz, who has done it all. Once you've done it all, your level of hunger just simply changes psychologically. It is what it is. You can't control it. So that's really interesting because I think all the pressure is on Diaz's shoulders tomorrow. And that's why I think he's super hungry. You know why? He can't go back to Stockton with an L on his record in his pro debut against Jake Paul, the Disney kid. Hey, listen, right? all respect to this event, but what did he say on the stage? He said, no matter how this fight goes, right, right. and that's all I need to did say. Did you not like... Did you not like that? I did not like that. What do you think he was like planting a... I think it could have been planting. It could have been him showing his true confidence. But I think more than anything, um, it just kind of speaks to him, his inexperience in terms of promoting a fight. You mm. know, promote a fight saying, hey, you know, hey, no matter what happens, this guy still sucks. <laughs> no, if he kicked your ass, he kicked your ass. You yeah. know what I mean? So... So uh, a lot of, uh, you know, the boxing luminary, I've talked to a bunch of them at this point. Eddie Hearn was probably the most vocal where he was like, man, I saw that guy on the mitts. I saw Diaz on the mitts. Not looking good. He mm. thinks that Jake is going to wipe the floor with him. Well, guess what? And I've been in the ring with these kind of guys all my life. Yeah. The ones who are inexperienced are the ones that can give you a lot of trouble. Mm. And, you know, when you take a look at uh, Jake Paul going up against some of the best from the MMA world, these guys are good at what they do, but now they're getting in the boxing ring. They're told to keep their hands up, fight conventionally, and there's no kicking, there's no grappling, anything like that. And on top of that, I don't know what this guy's got. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that has worked to his benefit. And this one right here could actually backfire on him. And you're talking about Nate, right? Yeah. Well, I'm saying that it's worked to Jake's inexperience. Right. Worked to his benefit because he's getting in the ring with people who are looking at him like, okay, you don't do you even know what you're doing? Boom, and I get hit with the right hand, you know? But in this fight right here, Nate Diaz now is the guy who can be sloppy, can make this an ugly fight, and that ugly shit. sloppiness. He will, he will get up. in his face. Yeah. He will frustrate him. He will throw a lot. Tyron Woodley didn't throw a lot. Anderson didn't throw a lot. Even yeah. Tommy didn't throw a lot. Yeah. I think Nate is going to throw everything at him. That's the separation I, yes. right there, yeah. So I don't think that this is going to be a one-sided fight. I think a lot of people who are saying that don't know who he is, have yeah. never seen him before. I would say that this is the most I've truly looked at this fight beyond Jake Paul knocking out Nate Diaz. This yeah. is the most I've looked at And I'm like, I'm over here like, Wow, this could actually be a little more competitive than I thought. Yes. <laughs> you know? One other thing. Originally, it was an eight-round fight. Then they extended it to 10. That favors Diaz. It doesn't. It does. It doesn't. Why? There's, and I heard these guys arguing the other, earlier, and I was like, I'm not even going to get into this. <laughs> to fight in the octagon, five, five-minute round, yeah. your body, you only use certain energy levels. And that's a whole nother conversation. But just to give you a little bit from a scientific standpoint, in boxing, we mostly use the ATP system. That's fast, fast, explode, explode. In the octagon, they're using the aerobic, a anaerobic system, mm. which is a it's a system that can is ready for the long haul. So when you got to get a ring and you're ready for the long haul, and all of, all of a sudden you're told to go, 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 go. You, your your energy system speed up. And if you haven't worked that ATP, you're not going to be ready for a three-minute round. That's why we've seen these MMA guys 
fall to Jake Paul because they're not used to that three. This is a guy who does. It's a, that's a great answer, and I understand where you're coming from, and it's great insight. This is a guy who does much. No, this is a guy who does triathlons for fun on a I Sunday morning. Yes. Is that real? That is real. Is that real? Yes. Him and his brother, they just they like to do triathlons. Even for now, fun. like even now. Yes. When was his last triathlon? I mean, I didn't ask him, but I'm sorry. Uh, this is this is this is known. This is part of their wow. uh, yes. Okay. This is their thing. Does that change your perspective? That's no. why. Come <laughs> That's why I yeah, say the ten to. rounds yeah. is in his favor. I think the size going into this week, I thought was in Jake's favor. He has never fought. Nathan has never fought at one eighty-five. Highest he went is one seventy. Yeah. But now I look at them up there. They're kind of the same size, right? They're the same size. The the obviously the makeup is much different. Sure. You can see who's been working or whatever the case may be. But I think overall, when you talk about a Nate Diaz who has never fought at 185, now you're talking about you're probably at your walking around weight. Right. And performing at walking around weight, any fighter can tell you is not where we want to perform. We want to perform again where we've had to be hungry, where we've had to go to sleep without eating, and we've had to really watch our, our nutrition and also work as well, you know, so... I don't know, man. I think that it's uh, it's going to be a fun fight to watch. Um, I truly don't think it's going to go long. Really? But talking to you has really... Am I changing? I gotta, I'll probably be sending some different things on the DAZN platform. Tomorrow. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. By the way, uh, I had Andre Ward on my show. Andre Ward has been uh, trained. He has trained. Not anymore, obviously. He has trained with the Diaz brothers in the past, and Nate in particular. And he yeah. said that Nate was one of his toughest looks as a southpaw wow. that he ever had in sparring. That's he has Soji right there. He's a southpaw, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yes. And he's a southpaw. So does that? Yeah. And he's a southpaw. Yeah. Are we starting to change your mind here? No. Listen, we have no dog in the race. Sparring. Well, yeah. It was. It, listen, it was a few years ago. This is what we know about boxing. You get old overnight. <laughs> yeah, but the, yo, he's a debutante. First time. A who? A debutante. What the hell is a debut? Debut. debut. <laughs> he's a first. He's a rookie. Yeah. He's a he's a rook. This What's is pro a debut. Debutante. A debutante. It's a français word. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> You've never heard of that word? No. Like debut? Yeah. So it's that's a, it, the full word. That's the first. It's a French word. Yeah, it's a French never word. I knew that. I'm yeah. from Canada. Yeah. So I speak French. Yeah. Pas français. Yeah. You know that? See. Si. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was supposed to be a big <laughs> fight in Quebec City. Uh, what a stretch in boxing. Huh? We were supposed to have Better Biev fighting Smith, but he got, I don't know, something wrong with his teeth. You heard oh, about this? No, I did not. Yeah, he's the man. Wow, so he was, that fight was about to happen too, huh? August 19th. Wow. Yeah, man, we're, we're on a crate. Next week on DAZN, uh, Dillian White against AJ. Yeah. And uh, we got Canelo coming up mm -hmm. September 30th. Mm -hmm. This has been one of the best years for boxing in quite some time. Would you agree? I would. I would agree. Um, I think that uh, boxing, this is, it's, I think that this is a true wave. I don't think this is a 2023, we got all we want. This is going to continue on, man. This is the new way for what, boxing. What, what changed? I think the timing. I what do you mean? Timing has become perfect for boxing where a lot of guys are reaching this level at the same time. Whereas before you had guys, so I call them quads. Every Olympic year, every four years, you have a quad, you get a plethora of fighters who are going to become champions. Mm. It's going to take them upwards to six to put six to eight years to get into that title contention world. And I think that now we've come into a wave that's going to continue where guys are around the same age, are doing the same things around the same time, and this wave is going to continue. You know who's to thank for this, this wave that you're speaking of? I think me. Okay. I, think I was going to say Jake Paul. 
Oh, Jake Paul you, made it happen. Say Showtime. No, no, and listen, you're yeah. part of it as well. But yeah. you know, Jake, he he says he's infused some life into boxing. Yeah. He, you know, do do you agree or disagree? No, I disagree. Okay. Respectfully, I know I'm, he's paying my bill. You know, he's paying. He's, well, the zone He's is. meeting my quota, but no, I do think that um, this is not his doing. I think that this is um, just again, this is where the timing of boxing has gotten us. You know. You know who may deserve a thank you. Tell me if you think otherwise, and I don't know how much you pay attention, but the sport of mixed martial arts, the way the sport is structured, we're getting the big fights and there's no dancing around and there's no networks. And it's usually, you know, the UFC is the top league and everyone fights everyone for the most part. Yeah. Do you think it's possible that boxing look and say, hey, look at how well they're doing? No. 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 Okay. Take a look at, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Take a look at boxing. Has boxing changed in the last 20 years? But now we're seeing like more co-promotions, undisputed championship because, fights because the fighters are the ones that think they're making it happen the fighters are the ones good that think. good take a look at errol spence and terence crawford errol was told move on we don't need this fight you don't need this fight move on and he said no this is the one i want you know he forced that fight mm -hmm. when i fought terence crawford everyone's telling me to move on i'm like ain't nobody else i want to fight you know you take a look at ryan garcia he really forced yes. the hand of golden boy to tr to make that fight happen you know and i think that that wave is going to continue these fighters are realizing if i say something i can actually get what i want if i say i'm not going to do anything else and that's what's happening the fighters are the ones that think who does terrence fight next i don't know i don't know you know he was chirping at jamel charlo during the yes, fight that was amazing was sexy yeah that was, that was sexy. sexy i mean everything about terrence crawford was sexy that week were, were you blown away absolutely were you expecting that um I really wouldn't say I was expecting that. Uh, surprise, not surprised, but certainly not expecting it. Um, but I know Terrence in and out of the ring, so right. uh, no surprise at all. If you were advising Errol Spence, would you go after the rematch now, or is that a mistake? Depends. You know, if I'm if I'm advising Spence and I'm in his in his camp and I know yeah. everything that's going on, number one thing I need to know is how healthy is he? How healthy is he going to be? Is his life in jeopardy? And be and be honest, and I'd get multiple medical okay. uh, opinions, not just one doctor that he's been seeing sure. his whole life. I get multiple because I think in this instance it's gonna take multiple in order for them to make a determination. After that, I would definitely entertain a rematch because, like I like to say, a lot of fighters that don't figure out all of those answers on fight night, you get a chance to go back to the gym, you get eight weeks to figure out all those questions. You come back to the ring different, and you could do something different in the rematch. How much do you attribute his performance to the car accident and the retina I don't surgery? Oh man, I'm hearing I'm hearing now that you know uh, there is residue yeah. uh, from that accident. No surprise. I mean, we ex that's what we expect, you know. But after he had two fights, two successful wins, one really gritty hard win that he had to really pull out some things and do it. He got that win against Ugas. Right. That kind of um, convinced me that he was ready. So, I don't know. Okay, two last ones for you. Who wins? The 2023 version of Terrence Crawford or let's say the 2000 and, I don't know, 12 version of Floyd Mayweather. And don't sit on the fence, Sean Porter. Don't, don't sit know. on the fence. What do you mean you don't know? You know. You know. <laughs> don't whisper to me. <clears throat> that makes You've been more... whispering this whole show. That makes it, yeah. That's and, my, that's and, my. You know, you know. Yeah, come, on. <laughs> come on. I'm not a loud guy. I don't know. I think you got to go back further than 2012. Okay, fine. What do you want to say? 2009? I, I like, I don't know. When they, what, what, like, when do you even say Floyd is in his prime? Yeah, I don't know. When do you say Floyd was in his prime? When he fought. 
Is De La Hoya just a little bit before the prime? Like, is like, is Canelo the prime? He still was in his prime. Right. But he was in his. He was really like genu genu genuinely in his prime back in the day when he fought guys like, um, uh, cause um. Uh, Castillo and, mm. and, and and guys like that. Um, he really was in his prime even back then. You know, so you're gonna sit on the fence, huh? I don't know, man. Right. That is a fifty-fifty fight. Tell us what what your pros, uh, your podcast is. What is it called? The Porterway Podcast. It's good stuff. We talk. I was listening to a lot of it leading up to the uh, Spence Crawford fight. It's 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 boxing from a from a professional fighter's perspective, and of course that entertaining fun twist. I love to have fun, and uh, my co-host he he loves to have fun, and then. You know, anyone we bring in, man, the, the number one thing. And when I bring on guests, I tell them, yo, this is loose conversation. We're just here to have fun. Don't tighten up and, and expect Q&A. Yeah. I'm going, we're going to be all over the place, but at the end of the day, we're going to get somewhere. You I know? love it. I love it. It's yeah. an honor to work with you. Thank I look you, forward man. to it tomorrow night. Uh, this man, Sean Porter, is going to be a part of the broadcast on zone alongside many luminaries, and we'll be talking to a couple of them throughout today's program but he does a tremendous job he knows his stuff and i think i may have gotten him to change his pick i think he's going with diaz now i feel like i convinced him no no okay. i'm still wondering who the hell convinced you that whispering was okay oh yeah this is the way i speak yeah that's messed up you don't like that what you want me to talk like this oh we're here well, in an listen, empty arena your email whispered into mine yeah and that's, that's why, why i didn't get it and that's why <laughs> he did not respond sean porter you're the man thank you thank so you, much man. much love to you you could just walk off what are you guys saying in my ear over there what was that yeah, which one? Thank you so much, Sean. All the best to you. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, we're talking about zone. All right, this episode, guys, we love our friends over at Factor. I've told you about our friends over at Factor. They are great people and support for today's program comes from Factor. So what exactly is Factor? Okay, let me tell you. Having trouble finding the time to eat better or maybe getting decision fatigue, picking out the right foods, Factor's ready-to-eat meals can make the whole thing easy by delivering pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals right to your door. Whether you're on a keto diet, a vegan diet, or just trying to keep track of calories, Factor has over 35 different options a week to choose from, catered to your needs. Plus, their meals are ready in just two minutes, just two freaking minutes, so you don't need to worry about cooking. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, my favorite, extra protein, veggie sides, and a whole lot more. You can head to factormeals.com slash MMAHour50. That's factormeals.com slash MMAHour50 and use the code MMAHour50. That's MMAHour50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. That's code MMAR50 at factormeals.com slash MMAR50 to get, once again, 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. Thank you very much to our good friends over at Factor for their support. Thank you to DraftKings as well for their support. Let's go to our next guest. I want to go to Alicia Baumgartner because she has been uh, waiting for us. And she has been very patient in doing so. She is an absolute legend, one of my favorite fighters to watch. What a great honor this is going to be. A force, a tour de force, the pride of Michigan. Killing it right now in the sweet science. Hello, my friend, Alicia Baumgartner. Thank you so much for joining us. This is so lovely. How are you? Feeling very undisputed. How are you? Yes, you are the undisputed. Did I not say that? 
You did. I okay. Did. You are the undisputed yeah. queen. Yes. I thought you I thought you actually ditched us. That's what they told us. Did you ditch us and come I back? Because you're wearing like running shoes now. So now I'm like some heels get a They do, yes. Hurting, so I'm here now. Thank you for being here. Actually, I saw you for the first time. I met you for the first time in Dublin. We were there for the Katie Taylor, Chantel Cameron fight. Um, that was incredible. And now we're here, obviously, for the Amanda Serrano fight. And you know, obviously, Jake Paul and Nathan Diaz, but I feel like you have your eye on that Serrano fight. I was talking to some of the guys on Wednesday about my dream fight for Amanda Serrano. I will admit, I'm a big Katie Taylor fan. I enjoy watching her a lot. I think she's a legend. She did a lot for women's boxing and continues to do a lot. And I said to everyone, okay, we're going to say on the count of three, What's your dream fight next if Amanda gets by Heather Hardy? What's your dream fight for Amanda Serrano? We all said three, two, one, and we all said your name. That's the fight. That's the one, right? Do you agree with me? I do. Okay. I do agree. I think that's an excellent fight. I think it's a fight that's going to show pedigree. It's going to show levels. It's going to show the good old fighting. Yes. Good old boxing. I think that's what that fight will show. Okay. Is there a chance it happens next? Absolutely. I think anything. You feel confident? Happen. Yeah, I feel like anything can happen in boxing. I know that I do have a mandatory, mm. but of course, we want the super fights, as right. you know, Eddie has mentioned before. So, Amanda Serrano is, is next who we want. Okay, and uh, I'm assuming this would be at 130, right? Yeah. Yeah? You don't have any interest in going to 126? I don't, okay. but I mean, it's still an option, but I like, I like 130. I yes. think um, Amanda can come up and we can um, fight for that. Okay. Now, I think that she is due for a big fight in Puerto Rico. They have a new stadium there, a new arena there. She's a big star there. How would you feel about defending your titles, but in Puerto Rico? Um, I think where I'm at in my stage, I feel like that fight deserves to be in a bigger venue. I think a Vegas or a New York. I okay. think that brings more more fans from everywhere around and not so much just Puerto Rico. Okay. Don't, I don't mind it. I think that would be a hot crowd. That it, crowd would be intense. Would you think so? Oh my gosh. I just watched a pro wrestling event there, a WWE event. Okay. Bad Bunny. You know Bad Bunny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He competed. It's one of the hottest crowds that I've ever heard in my life. And I think that if there's a scenario where he walks her out, like that place will go insane. Maybe you get, you know, your, your th I know, I know as the champion, you don't want to necessarily go to enemy territory. I get that. But I just think where would be the biggest spot for that fight? I feel like it would be there. You think so? Over yes. New York? Yes. Okay. What are we, and it's a brand new stadium. Yeah. And it's huge. It's like 18, 19,000. Do you hate this? Do you hate that I'm putting this out there? No. Okay. I mean, I think I'm, I'm not aware that they actually have a stadium. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty dope. But, I mean, I'm going to keep it in the back of my head. Okay. All right. Now, uh, I asked her about this on, on Wednesday, and she was very noncommittal. Do you think that she has interest? In fighting you, I don't think so. Why not? I think she, I think she understands where she's at right now in her career and what she's able to do. And right now, she she's she's focused on the rematch with Katie Taylor. She wants to get her bag, and I think she wants to make her exit out. And again, I think her team as well. They don't want a young bull in there with her. I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm young. I'm 29. I'm in my prime. I got a lot of power. Right. And, um, you know, they, they want to make sure that their fighter can leave the sport in one piece. So the problem with that is Katie Taylor, of course, is fighting November 25th against Chantal Cameron. <sighs> it's a tough fight. It is. It's a very tough fight. And, of course, it didn't go our way. It was a close fight. We were both there. But I think the right person won. I was blown away by Cameron. If Katie loses again, could happen. Don't you kind of feel like the Serrano rematch doesn't have the luster anymore? It doesn't. I think 
I think that fight was a one-time fight. Mm. You know, I think with women's with women's boxing, we have so many big fights to make, like a a Katie and Amanda. But why not make? Let's let let's spread it out. Yes. Right. Let's. That's have what a, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Let's you have versus a, Amanda. Yeah, me and Amanda, or me and Katie. Oh. I, I I want a piece of Katie. Why? Respectfully. Why is that? Because of who she is and what she's um been able to do for the sport. I like her style of fighting, and I think styles make fights. And just to share the ring with her, and just to to see where I'm at. Yeah. Really, really, will show where I am. Do you think Eddie would want to make that fight? I mentioned it plenty of times to him. I What's his response? Why not? Sure. Yeah. I think so. I think they. We. It's very limited with the women right now. We only have a handful of women who are undisputed, and you know, with the weight class. For where they're at, we're able to go up and down. Sure. So why not make this fight? You know, it's interesting that you say that. I do think we're seeing obviously a lot of undisputed fights on the male side of things as of late. Obviously last weekend, and you know we've got another one coming up September 30th. But I just feel like the men are more eager to make the big fights, even undisputed or not. Tank Garcia, etc. And I kind of feel like they saw you guys have all the big fights and the undisputed fights, and you're holding four belts. And I feel like the women kind of led the way in this regard. Do you agree we, with that? We definitely yes, led the you way. Yes, deserve the credit for yes, that. Yes, we did. And I think women's boxing was, we put boxing on our back for like the end of the year last year. Yes. Like we were really, it was, it was going. We were moving. We were selling out. We were making noise. And we continued to do that. And so as we continue to do that, we need to make these big fights. Did you ever take a look? We obviously cover a lot of uh, mixed martial arts here. And let's be honest, as far as women and the respect, that they get, like, I think MMA was a little bit ahead of boxing mm -hmm. with Ronda Rousey and all the big fights. Like, you would have big UFC cards with 11 male fights and then two women at the top, and no one batted an eye, no one said anything. And the UFC deserves a lot of credit, obviously, Ronda Rousey and Gina Carano before her. Did you ever look at all that as you were coming up and saying, like, I hope this happens in my sport, too, that I can get an opportunity to headline big cards where it's not just an all-women's card or a smaller show. Like, I want to be on the big shows and the big stages, did you, did you see what MMA was doing? Did that give you hope about pro boxing? Yeah, absolutely. I saw it. You know, I saw the way they promoted the women. I saw that they were main events. I saw that there was co-main events. And it wasn't something out of the norm. This was normal. People were coming to see a combat sport. Whether it was a male or a female, We knew they knew they were going to have a great fight. And so as i growing in, this, in my pro career, I'm like, man, I want that. I can have that. We can get there. And we, we've came very close. I mean, we're there. I mean, yeah. we, we have main events. We had co-main events at the O2 Arena. That was all women's car. We did amazing. And that was great. I loved it. How much has life changed for you since you beat Michaela Mayer? Life has just been great. You know, it's it's been progressive. You know, beating Michaela was just another accomplishment in my life. But it only gets better from, from there, right? And it just, it, it was more respect that was given because a lot of people maybe didn't know me or they did know me and was waiting for me to have an opportunity like that to prove to the world why I was who I was and why I was going to, going to beat Michaela Mayer. You guys sold that fight incredibly well. Much, I, I, You know, I love pro wrestling as well and I love the art of selling fights and pageantry and all that stuff and you guys did a tremendous job. Do you have any interest in ever revisiting that fight? Maybe in a different way, class, I don't know. Do you, like, Because the feud was great. I just don't know if you want to just run it back because, you know, you won fair and square. And Yeah, I would on. love to run it back okay. just to hit Michaela Mayer in the face <laughs> one more time. Would be excellent. I think we built a great fight. I think people would love to see a second fight. You know, she believes she still went, she won till this day. 
Really? I know that I beat still. this. Still. When you see her, like, you, did you see her in Dublin? I didn't. You never saw oh, her? Oh, yeah, yeah. A glance. I, I did, did see you, her. Did yeah, you guys say anything? Commenting. No, we never do. No, no, like, no. friendship? No. The beef is still there? The beef is still there. Really? It's Why is it still there on your end? You, you beat her. Listen, I'm I'm chilling. I'm okay. I'm cool. But just to think that someone still beat me and they're that bitter, I want to uh, fight you again. I'll really? fight you again. You think she would do it? Yeah, I mean, she claims that she would do it. You know, I will even move up to 135 to fight Michaela. She made it a big issue that weight was something she couldn't right. make. Well, I'll go to 35 and fight you and still beat you. So, however she wants to do it, I'm willing to do it. How was it fighting back home last month? Everything, dream. you know, your homecoming fight is something that you look forward to. I know there was like some homecoming juju on everybody. I'm like, that's not going to happen for me. This yeah. is this is my moment. It was it was a fight that I was able for the first time. I had peace. It was quite weird at first because I'm like, am I supposed to be like a little nervous? I'm like, but I was at peace. My family, my friends came out. It was a great show. I'm fighting Leonardo too, the girl that gave me my first loss. Yeah. It's coming around full circle. I'm a completely different fighter. I'm the undisputed champion. It just, everything worked in my favor, and it was, it was just a great time to reflect on. By the way, is, is Clarissa really fighting Keith Thurman? What is going on here? I don't know. I saw you believe that. This I'm stuff? like, social media will sell you a dream. Yes. Okay. This so, can't be real, right? Listen, I saw Keith talking about it, it being maybe a charity event. So, do you have any I'm interest like, in this? Um, no, I don't. No. I don't think that Clarissa needs to prove herself to anybody. She's already proven enough who she is in the sport. And I think, you know, fighting Keith Thurman, what does that do? Right. Well, what, what are you trying to be? Are you trying to be superior? Are you trying to compete with the man? I'm, not, I'm never trying to compete with the man. I know my position, and my position is a great one, okay, because I'm a queen. Yes, well said. Uh, just a couple more, and I'll let you go. This has been great. I really enjoyed this. Uh, Shadeja Green is fighting on this card tomorrow night. I think she wants maybe Savannah Marshall and then Clarissa. Can she beat a Clarissa Shields? Anybody can be anybody. You know, I think Shadeja has been waiting for this moment for herself. As a fighter and as women, when we're, at, when we're given the opportunity to take advantage, we've been fighting for a long time. We've been waiting for that time. So I think Shadeja, she's hungry. So I think how she looks in this fight, you know, can potentially get a fight with Savannah and then Clarissa. You have to go through the opponents that Clarissa fought to right. get to Clarissa. She's not just going to give you a fight, that's for sure. Fair enough. Okay, so when are we seeing you again? Are we going to see you again in 2023? or do you, you are going to see me really? again, yes. Okay, so I want to I wanna be out um, in fall. I want to be out in October if we can. I like to stay busy. I'm in the gym, always active. So if we can get back in October, I would love it. Okay, and who's the dream opponent? Who's the dream slash realistic opponent for October? No, honestly, I have my mandatory, and we know who that is. That's Choi. I've been wanting her for quite some time. You know, she kind of had messed some things up, but now she, she fought when I fought. So I'm like, why not fight her? You know, for me, that's, a, that's another great performance to show the world. I love it. Okay. And perhaps back home? In and back home. Oh, maybe, yeah. Honestly, I want to go to Vegas. Okay. I want to go to Vegas. T-Mobile? MGM Graham? Yes. Okay. MGM Graham um, or New York. They love me in New York. I want to be able to go all around the world, you know, in the States. You know, we fought in the UK quite a few times. Right. Are you freezing right now, by the way? Uh, I mean, no, you're freaking I'm, jacked. I saw you one time when they put you on camera before your fight. And I think you were, you were sitting next to your manager, correct me if I'm wrong. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God. 
you can uh, you can scare a lot of people if they were walking down a you know a dark alley or something like that. Yeah. I love the relationship, by the way, that you have with friend of the program Sky Nicholson. It seems yeah. like you've uh, you've kind of like put your arm around her and led you know shown her the way, so to speak. Uh, she obviously has some lofty goals. She chose not to go to the Olympics in the end. She's going to continue down her path. Does she have what it takes to be a undisputed champion like you? Absolutely. She has the mindset. You know, Sky is someone who's willing to learn, and I'm able to teach. So if I can be a helping hand, a voice. Just to pass down something, so be it. But, you know, all these young girls who are coming up and wanting to be world champions are more than able, more than capable of doing it. They just have to continue to put the work in and hard work at right. that. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, she is going to be working on the broadcast tomorrow on DAZN, DAZN pay-per-view, of course, Jake Paul versus Nathan Diaz. Do you have a pick for the main event? We have. I have Jake Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Paul, he's hungry. He got a loss last time. He he has redemption. He's ready to put it on Nate tomorrow. Okay. So we'll just have to see. Can't wait for it. Can't wait to work with her as well. Uh, this has been great. Really appreciate the time. Yes. All the Thank best you. to you. And congrats on all your success. Thank you. Thank there she you. is, the undisputed queen herself, the pride of Michigan, the one and only Alicia Bumgarner, who hopefully we see back in action come October. You could just put the uh, thing down. We're a very sort of loosey-goosey show here. It's not like pro TV like you're used to. Uh, thank you so much and all the best. When you've got that massive historic PFL versus Bellator card. It is a big one. It's a pay-per-view. It's PFL champs versus Bellator champs and PFL stars versus Bellator stars. Historical night. First time in MMA history that a place like this is hosting Saudi Arabia, a big MMA card. It's in fact the first major MMA event to take place in Saudi Arabia and the first cross-promotional event between both PFL and Bellator with former champions and current champions colliding in one epic night. The headliner, like I said earlier, is Henan La Problema Fejera going up against Ryan Bader. They go toe-to-toe -to -toe in a fight that I think will determine who Francis Ngannou will fight in his PFL debut. That's the plan. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announced that that seems to be the direction. So stay tuned. Also, as we said earlier, Johnny Evelyn against Impa Kasangane. They did save Patricio Pitbull. He's going to remain on the card. Aaron Pico as well. Clarissa Shields on the card. Yoel Romero. Um, Tiago Santos. Whole bunch of big names. It's all going down this Saturday, February 24th, live on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View and DAZN. That's ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View or DAZN. Uh, what an absolute beast. If you haven't seen her fight just yet, you've got to see her fight. She is incredible and one of the absolute best right now in women's boxing. In a matter of moments, by the way, we're going to be joined uh, down the line by GC and New York Rick. Also, uh, the biggest baby face in the biz. Might actually give GC a run for his uh, money in terms of baby face business is concerned. Uh, Mr. Wade Plum is going to join us as they are tearing down the stage behind us here. What a scene this is. This is... Uh, this is phenomenal. Look at this. Is the ring even up yet? No, it's not. It doesn't quite. look like. No, it. it doesn't look like it. Is GC here, by the way? You're right here, man. Oh, GC, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. You said uh, you're coming about weight. I mean, he easily clears me as biggest baby. You face. think so? It's not even close. Why? You saw him? Oh, I I've seen him all week, man. Anywhere he goes, he's getting mobbed. He's an absolute baby face. And uh, we'll be joined by uh, Wade Plem in uh, a few minutes' time. But uh, right now, in a matter of seconds, we're going to be joined by another member of the DAZN team. She uh, made her debut on the Most Valuable Prospects show. 
very recently, the one that was headlined by H2O Silv. She is Sibley Scholes, who's kind enough to join us here. Maybe the coolest hair in the history of television. And she's bringing gifts? Uh, or maybe she just wants to punch me in the face. Okay, we're going to talk about it. Hello, Sibley. How are you? Thank you for joining us. I am Ariel. It's, yes, this is, is everything okay? Do you like the way you look? Okay, you have to talk into this. Have you Hello. talked into a microphone before? I, this is my first day on the job. Okay, I've welcome. I've never done this before. Wow. Um, no, it's great to sit with you. Yes, Everyone's this is like, this is big time getting up there to talk to you. So I don't know about you. this. I appreciate uh, I don't know if you uh, noticed, there's no one here. They're tearing down the set. This is as small time as it gets, <laughs> simply, okay? Uh, the Waynes were big Ground time. level. Yes, <laughs> this is it. By the way, what's going on with your teeth? Holy smokes. I have smokes. jewels. You have They're jewels? They're not dirty, people. My teeth oh, are not dirty. This is, can we see? said it like I had what? No, 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 no. Broccoli. And no, no, no. Wow. Yeah. Real? Do you want some? I'm kind of blown away by them. They're not. I mean, they're Swarovski, Swarovski crystals, but they're not drilled into my teeth. How do you keep them there? They're bonded like braces. No way. How many? Yes. Um, I have a, a lightning bolt here. I have two, so four. Four. And the nails are yeah, wild. Yeah, the nails, listen. And the hair as well. Yeah. It's just a whole vibe. <laughs> trying to keep it's, it together. <laughs> no, I love it. I love everything about it. I just it. got into Dallas, so I'm excited. From where? From L.A. Okay, L.A. Yes. Now, you uh, do work for the Raiders as well, the I Las Vegas do. Raiders. I so. work for the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm the in-game host going on my third season with them, okay. um, as well as I host a show called Raiders Talk of the Nation. It airs on NBC in Las Vegas. So a lot of... If you of live in L.A., how do you work for... You just go... For the games, I mean. Shout so out to the Raiders; they take care of me. Look they at send you. me over PJ? there every week. Uh, yeah. Oh yes. It's wow. Just me on the PJ. Got the PJ. Learned, they gave me flight lessons and everything. Really? Okay. <laughs> no. You know, maybe season five, just, six. You know, you say it, then people run with it, and then they expect it. They expect, oh, if we're going to be in business with Sibley, he said it. You need a better agent if they're not asking for that <laughs> type of uh, treatment. Do you uh, fly on a PJ? Uh, no, I do not. I do <laughs> We're not. We're both screwed. Yes, we are both screwed. Uh, I'm last row. The ones that don't recline with the bathroom in the back, you know. So you. I'm just a very no frills kind of guy, Sibley. I'm as, just very as long like as you down get to, to the earth. Destination, that's I don't care. Matters. I'm here to work. I've well, been here I since here. Tuesday. Choo choo Tuesday. That's Tuesday. how long. Yes, that's how we say I, it. I'm I have, Canadian. I'm not. Yes, you just got to come in. Literally that's like three hours ago. Did you see the weigh-ins? No, I didn't get to see them. I was looking online, though. Okay. Because as soon as I landed, we hit that beautiful Dallas traffic. Oh, so you missed them. So I missed it. But I was on the phone checking everything out. I've been watching your live stream. Okay, I've been checking okay. Out. I posted about it so people could You see. did? Yeah. You gave us the rub. I'm, I'm I want everyone to see what's cool, what I'm doing in my life, of too. Of course. You know? um, cool. And uh, recently, you worked on the Most Valuable Prospects card, yes. right? Yes. Uh, what was that like for you? Did you enjoy it? Have you always been a boxing fan, or is this a new venture for you? So... Shout out to all the people over at Craft Boxing. Um, love working with them out in Calabasas. There's a great facility out there um, that I boxed pretty much the last 10, 12 years of my life. Me personally, not you in boxed. the ring, but I bought. Yes, to I boxed. Train. I'm ready. Yes. Wow. Boxing. Okay. Um, I love it. It's something that I enjoy watching uh, all the time. But to immerse myself into the sport now, this year, totally has been a game changer. It's been nice. They've opened you yourself. Everyone's like, you know, open arms welcoming me, which is, you know, not always how it goes, depending on where you're at. The last eight, nine years, I've covered just solely entertainment, red carpet events, uh. different things. And so now, you know, the last three seasons with the Raiders, then getting into this and with MVP, it's been it's been an eye opening experience. But I've, I've head down, practicing, learning, growing and, and, and getting in there. So can you rank them for me in terms of like your favorite type of person to interview? Fighter, football player, entertainer. 
Oh, you can't make me rank Why? those. No, I, I, can I, I guess? Can I guess? Okay, go ahead. I kind of feel like the fighter is going to be the most raw, open, and honest one. Right. Well, immediately following a fight, yes. Yes. As soon as the match and is even over, building it up cool. because they have to promote themselves. They're in the business of selling themselves yes. pay-per-views. They can't rely on the team. Right. Then I feel like the football player will be number two because, you know, no, really. No, I'm just listening. Okay, well, you made a face. You made a face. <laughs> and then I feel like there's so many PR people and handlers with the entertainment stuff. And yes. it's just like it's hard to get to the real person. What I enjoy in the boxing world and mixed martial arts as well is that I can come two days earlier, not for this specific uh, fight because I'm doing more entertainment side and getting back to my roots of celebs and, and okay. who's here. But I love that I'll come two days early and get to know the fighters, get to know their families and s do the interviews there before I have to step into that ring okay. and you know talk about who the winner is and, and, and where they came from. Because I haven't known the sport like everyone else has known it so you know wholeheartedly, I have had to use my strengths of understanding a human being and why they decided to put themselves in that ring and put their body through something. Yes. So I go through the heart first, get their information and their family and just study them for two days. And you can't do that in interviews and entertainment. Right. Sometimes it's like, go to the red carpet, watch the movie and you get two seconds. And like you said, the PR is like pulling them. Right. Um, and then in sports, it's, I mean, I was born and raised a Raider fan. So I've been watching football my whole life. It's just sometimes, you know, it's uh, surreal, those moments. But I feel like boxing is so cool to be able to get to the heart of that fighter and to know their families or mm -hmm. friends or anything and to watch them put everything on the line and then talk to them afterwards. Yeah, it's an amazing it's, feeling. It's cool. Are you an MMA fan? I am. Really? Yes. Okay, who's I your am. favorite? Okay, so wait, listen. So I was doing something before I was doing this. Um, I was working on Lights Out, and I was doing, that's actually where I started working with afterwards with Jake Paul and, okay. and MVP Promotions. Um, I was I was doing post-fight interviews. Had no idea, really, what I was talking about. That's the honest truth, because I'm a fan of sport, but I didn't know, like, you know, a guillotine, like, right, 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 to take right, somebody right. down, but I studied my butt off. Nice. That's and Sean so Merriman's now, promotion, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The so former uh, he, Charger. Yeah. So he uh, he gave me my start in that in that spot, in the MMA, and, and it kind of just picked up from there. And so it's been great of just learning and understanding, you know, the front, the back, and everything yes. that has to do with the sport. Who is, in your opinion, I, I if I could interview people for the rest of my life, yes. I will be... A very happy man. I don't need right. anything else. All I love to do is interview. That's why this show is called the MMA Hour, and it's four hours long because I just love interviewing four people. Hours. Four hours, sometimes five, sometimes six. No breaks. We just keep going every Monday eat? and Wednesday. Not really. You have a Celsius. I mean, it's here. Do you want one? Sure. Crack okay. it open. Can okay. you have those? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Are you lot? thirsty right now? <laughs> yes. We go crazy here. Um, who is the greatest interviewer of all time, in your opinion? Cheers. Oh, interviewer. Who's your who, who's Anthony your Anthony Bourdain is someone oh, rest in peace yes. to him. Um, I am someone who got obsessed with him in the early days, you know, Kitchen Confidential and just you know, it's unfortunate what he was fighting himself with, you know, and had he had to go through and, and to anyone that is feeling that, please, you know, talk to someone and there's always there's always help help there. Um, he was so instrumental in me taking a step back and really listening to the person that I'm interviewing as opposed to stepping on toes or yes. trying to just get these questions done. It was more so he would have a conversation with people. And I think that's why so many people flocked to that show to watch what he was all you know, off doing. the cuff. Yeah. Nothing scripted yeah. conversations. And that's always what I tell people. People ask me, like, what's the key to a great interview yes. or to interviewing? 
and I say, if I'm going out to eat with you, I'm not bringing a sheet of questions. No. We're talking, we're listening, you're asking a follow-up, I'm asking a follow-up, yeah. and those are the best conversations. And that's essentially what Anthony Bourdain's yes. show and style was. Real life. Yes. Real that's life. That's a great call. That's Anthony what we're Bourdain. doing. Yes, that's what we're doing. We had nothing Cheers. planned. We had absolutely nothing planned. Do you <laughs> want to try planned. this, Celsius? You yes, can I have it if you'd it, like. You know, Sibley Skulls here. Fantasy vibe. Here we go. Yes. Uh, let us know how it is. Uh, blown away by her teeth, her hair. I mean, the whole thing. There's a lot of them, you know. It's yeah, there's a lot of teeth. There's a lot of things on them. Great. You enjoy it. Yes, you I'll can take have a case that. if you want to send me No some. problem. Um, <laughs> what is that, by the should, way? I was going to say, should I talk about my duties tomorrow? Please, tell us what you're Vice? doing. What are you doing on the so DAZN pay-per-view? The DAZN pay-per-view. Excited to be a part of it, by the way. Um, so Nate and Jake have both signed these gloves. We're doing giveaways. There's going to be a chat function. Okay. So, the you know, it's streaming. It's on pay-per-view. Anyone who's at home watching it, make sure you, you get involved. I'm going to... You, the first thing you see of me tomorrow during the fights is basically letting you know... This is our live stream. You have the capability to chat with us and we'll read some of the things that you have to say. We nice. want to make sure everyone at home is involved with the fight and what's going on. And like I said, this is one of the giveaways. So make sure you tune in because... Uh, How does one get it? So I don't know the exact uh, games yet okay. that we're going to oh, okay, play. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. Got All right, it. I just okay. got here. That just could be here. worth a lot of money one day. Right? Yes. Jake so Paul, I won't Nathan touch Diaz? it too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need yeah, yeah. a white glove. Put that in a case. I like the yellow, not really a conventional color right, for a glove. Right, not a black glove, right, like right, a white right. glove, red, blue. Like, this is a good one here. So we're doing things like that to just make sure everyone who's watching is getting involved and having okay. a good time. Beyond that, I am going to be scoping out all the seats, checking out to see what celebs, what musicians, what artists, you know, all the creatives that are out here watching the fight who came out to Dallas. So I'll be tuning into that and you'll hear from me throughout the entire evening. Do you like the influencer boxing stuff? I do. You know what? I don't want to steal Mike Tyson's answer on this because I know uh, he's yeah, in, yeah, on yeah. Hot Boxing. He has said that before. Uh, and it was asked about, right. you know, Jake and his brother, which his brother is super cool that they're making history where he's going to be in WWE. Crazy, right? And, yeah. What he's on the doing. same night, they're the both competing night. on massive shows. And then his brother, Logan, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, is going is, on the PJ. He has a PJ. He has a PJ. He has a PJ, for goodness sakes. Logan, And is going us. to come from Detroit and try to make it here in time. That yes. is crazy. I think he can do it. I think he could do it, too. Because yeah. match, I mean, honestly, if he doesn't get hurt. He'll be able to, yeah. Right, right. He'll get over and see his brother. But, yeah, I, I think, honestly... Now, in 2023 and beyond, there's so many opportunities for people, not just in the sport of boxing, but to be able to do the things that you really want to do. There's so many outlets. Mm. And so I, you know, I admire people who have a dream and who aren't just using it to be famous. And I've interviewed um, Logan before. He's come to some Raider games. And I just said, you know, how do you feel taking on, you know, the WWE? That's a that's difficult no matter sure. what anyone says about it Super i've watched tough. it since i was yep. a kid um and he had such a great answer about how much he honored that title and what he was doing in that sport and so anytime you can tell me that you care something so deeply it doesn't matter if you're an influencer it doesn't matter where you came from or if you didn't understand anything like like i said hell i didn't know everything but i'm working hard to make sure i understand the sport I understand the fans, and I understand what people want to see. That is tremendous. So you're doing some boxing, you're doing the Raider stuff, you're doing the entertainment stuff. Yes. Right now, top of your head, tough question. I kind of hate when people ask me this question, but I'm going to ask it to you anyway. Dream interview. <gasps> like, who's the top? Oh, Someone that man. you would love to speak to before it's all said and done. Dream interview. Gosh, I always have that in my head, and now I'm trying to think of, like, who would I really, really want? 
One hour. It's so hard. Unfiltered, unedited. Gosh, there's so many people that I would like to sit and talk to. I think Dave Chappelle. Oh man, that would be, a great be one. someone I'd like to talk to, just because of where he came from and what he's doing now, and how he's changed the landscape of the way comedy's delivered mm-hmm. um, and storytelling. I think I would really like to sit sit with him. That's a great one. Yeah, I'd love to talk to Howard Stern. He to me is oh. like he's my Bourdain. Yes, I like, have all the books. You have all the the movie yes. private parts. Still listen to him. To me, he's the greatest ever. Yeah. As far as interviewing, breaking people down, getting them to open up. Yeah. Um, I'm in awe of how he gets people to forget that they're on air. Right. Right, and just speak about and. Some people think of Howard Stern as the crazy guy, but like just if you actually pay attention to his skills. Especially now, I think. Yeah. The interviews that he's doing now. Oh, yeah, yeah, Later The last in like career. six, seven yeah, years yeah. have been so beautiful to watch because they've elevated completely mm-hmm. in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah, of from, course. From how he started. And he's just someone like, yeah, he, he would be a great person to sit with as well to just kind of pick their brains and just listen. Like I'd probably just start with one question and then just... Here, let and me hopefully, shut up. Yes, and, and hopefully he just imparts <laughs> tremendous wisdom. This has been a lot of fun, Sibley. Yes. So great to meet you. Nice it's rare that you, you get to meet someone like literally live on air and not speak beforehand, but uh, very excited to be working with you. Big yes. fan of your work. You're doing Thank tremendous you. stuff, and it's an honor to be a part of the team yes. with you tomorrow here on DAZN Pay-Per-View. Again, she's going to be uh, all over the place, and perhaps if you're watching as well, you can win that glove Signed by Jake Paul and Nathan Diaz. It's going to be amazing. And uh, if you are watching on DAZN Pay-Per-View, just make sure you check out the teeth. Can you switch them? Can you do? No. No, you can't do that. It's unbelievable. So happy I brushed my teeth today. Oh, my God. A lot of emphasis on your teeth. I mean, I can't stop staring at them if I'm being honest. It's like there's a lightning bolt there. Your your teeth are ready. It's time. You think I should do it? Yeah. Okay. All right. I might consider it. You got to do it. Thank you so (laughs) much. Everyone, do it. It's Much fun. love, and uh, we'll Thank see you, you. tomorrow. You. Thank I'm you for so stopping by. For All the best to you. You could just put the microphone down. It's very raw here. It's very uh, like flowing. And enjoy that. Yes, deuces as well. Welcome to Dallas, by the way. Straight from the plane. There she is, Sibley Skulls. You can see her on the broadcast tomorrow, along with myself, along with Sean Porter, Todd Grisham, Adeola Depot, Akin Barak. Uh, who else? There's a couple other guys that I've been told. Oh, Dan Hardy. Legend, the outlaw, Dan Hardy, is going to be involved as well. And how about this, my friends? Oh, alert the masses. Alert the masses. The biggest baby face in the biz is here. Oh, my God. Everyone loves him. I mean, he pretty much built this whole scene. Every time I see anything regarding the whole influencer scene, there's only one man and one man only who is the authority, the voice of the people. My good friend and yours. I was just on his show. Now he's on my show. But let me tell you something about his setup. One of the all-time great setups. The one and only Wade Plem is here. Now, is it Wade Plem or Plemons? So, Plemons is my full name. Thanks for out in that area. Appreciate it. Well, I mean, I've seen it. I don't know about... What, do you have a stage name? You're that big time? Yeah, a stage name. Why'd you change? My my full name. You want to know my full name? Yes. Taylor Wade Plemons. Really? Why'd you do that? Shout out, mom. Love you. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't do that. She did. I have brothers that start... Name starts with T. We got confused as kids, so Wade made sense. Wade. Yeah. And then Plem instead of Plemons. Plem instead of Plemons. It rolls off the tongue a little bit, yeah, I think. I yeah, I like it. You know I'm a big fan. I do. You're doing tremendous that. stuff. Uh, appreciate all the love you showed to me. Of course. Of it means course. a lot. It was great to be on with you and Ade yesterday. That was awesome. Uh, we had the, uh, the nice little round table. Yeah. Uh, the debate, as you called it, about uh, not only this fight, but everything. And you're going to be working on the broadcast as well tomorrow. Man, you got a tough freaking job. Yeah. Whole card. Yep. 
start to finish, prelims, main card, play-by-play, -play, you and Darren Barker yes. on the DAZN pay-per-view global by feed. The way. Yeah. yeah. This is a tough assignment. Yeah. How many times have you done play-by-play? Uh, I did my first one ever for Creator Clash. Do you know what Creator Clash is? Come on. Man. I didn't know. I know you, I know you, you plugged. You locked in, man. I know. John I Hennigan? My guy, John Hennigan. Yes. So yes. I did the first one, though. Yeah, you did, did the one last year. Yeah, right, so right, that right. was my first time ever. Okay. 10,000 people in the arena. Unbelievable. It was the scariest thing ever, but I, I enjoyed it. It was a you were, great... Were you super nervous? Of course. Yeah. I, can, I, can I be honest with you? Yeah, yeah. I won't do this here, but I did it on this broadcast. I had to go out and take a shot. No way. I did it just because I just to calm down. Yeah. Just, okay. So beforehand, I did that, and then I ended up losing my voice. So no way. <laughs> so you think was, because of the shot. I think so. Wow. I, think, I don't think alcohol's the best for you before you do it, but it was it was a, a great time. I did that one, and then uh, I got the the color commentary gig with the Zone, which mm -hmm. I, I enjoy as well. And Todd Grisham, who's going to be on the yep. the U.S. broadcast for the Zone, amazing layup man. I call him the D Wade to my LeBron. He throws it up. I dunk it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I did Creator Clash 2, and then um, Most Valuable Prospects. Okay, so you've been all over the place, yeah. and you're, you're not necessarily uh, exclusive. No. Right? No, You can not, bounce no. from here to there. Kingpin, yeah. I see you rocking the Ireland. Yeah, come on. Yeah, right? Come like on, that. mate. What it's do you nice mean? Look. Yeah. I rock the Irish. He's good with the Irish <laughs> accent. I heard you do the Connor. It was not bad yesterday. Yeah, my Connor's not tremendous. Um, but so what I'm so fascinated about that I, I I think I first heard about you maybe like a year and a half or so ago, if mm. I'm being honest. Yeah. And someone said that uh, you are like owning the space because there's obviously a thing here and there's a lane. Yeah. And you have yeah. like people are like what there's there's people who just cover influencer boxing and I know you're a big MMA fan and I know you're yeah. a big boxing fan, yeah. but you have become the voice. And so I'm wondering, how did it all start? And what made you think, you know what, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing this, covering this, covering that. Let me be the voice for this particular lane. Yeah, yeah. So the way my YouTube started, I, um, I was doing commentary, like watch parties for the MMA cards. What year is this? 2017. Okay. 2017, the way contest Strictly starts. MMA. Strictly MMA. So you, that's your original entry. That's my first love, man. Love it. I love MMA. It's it's my go-to all the time. I, I told somebody this the other day, I was more excited for Dustin and Justin than I was Spence that's, Crawford. Wow. I just, I, it's just that's my, a hardcore my blood, fan. man. Yeah. So yeah. So um, I start doing these live commentaries because I don't have a college degree. I'm sleeping on the floor of an apartment in, in Florida, um, just trying to figure out what I want to do in my life, man. I'm, I'm 24 at the time, and I'm just, you know... Played college football, did the whole sports thing, but had started training Muay Thai and, and really enjoyed the sport. So I started watching more MMA, and I'd watched it when I was a kid, but really getting back into the sport. So I started doing these commentaries. Always wanted to be a broadcaster. Dropped out of school, didn't finish, but I'm doing nine hours from pre, like early prelim wow, UFC. The whole thing. The whole thing. Golly. And the watch parties. Myself, It's it, you, you get the little ticker on YouTube. like two people watching. And I knew kidding. one of them was myself on a different computer. No. And the other one, probably my mom. So, wow. <laughs> so. And, and that's not discouraging. Oh, it was for sure, but I was already working two other jobs. I was actually in training to be a pro wrestler for a bit. You're too. kidding? Yeah, man. So, uh, Team 3D School down in Orlando. I was yep. there for a bit. Kissimmee. Yeah. Um, and then the hurricane that, that came through from you know and wiped out and messed up Puerto Rico and and kind of came through to Orlando. It, they shut the school down for a bit, and I ended up doing something else. But um, yeah, man, I was down there. Uh, Devon ran the school. And uh, how far along did you go? I was like, did you probably have any matches? Six seven months. Any matches? No, I mean, you know, little practice matches. Sure, but not like in that. front of a no, 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 crowd. No, no, no. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I, I learned to take bumps, the whole thing. It was, <laughs> it was tough, man. Bumps are no joke. But um, I remember uh, Billy Gunn also was a, was a trainer there. He, he said I had a nice uh, call, uh, head, head shoulder tie lockup. So I had a nice little call. Wow. Uh, you know, nice when he, when he says resume. that, when you get the rope, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. he is just, yeah, you want to yes. talk about Still to this day. Wham, dude, in like his 60s now. Yeah, crazy. Anyway. 
Uh, yeah, so I do that. And I'm doing that for about three years, man. I moved back to California. I'm working as a, a bartender waiter at a restaurant, and I'm cleaning carts down in uh, Orange County, where, where the Orange County uh, housewives be, you know. So yeah, yeah. it's a little, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a little easier, but a little harder. But um, I'm doing that and uh, just stuck on 300 subscribers, three years in the game doing it. And I do like a live show, kind of like the MMA Hour, but way less produced and way less good. <laughs> it was not good at all. But I was doing it, and uh, finally the MMA kind of, I don't know, fell into influencer boxing, I guess. Okay. Because it started. In 2018, influencer boxing started. And I started watching it, and I was like, you know, I have a, a small amount of training. And everybody's looking at this and kind of just making fun of it. Why not talk to the, to the aspect of I know enough to know I don't know a lot? Like, I can't go and critique Canelo's boxing because why... Sure, Who am I? Sure, sure. But I can show you guys where these guys are as far as their boxing skill relative to how long they've done it because I've been through it. So let me just start using my... Now, was that for the first... Everyone says the first one was Joe Weller, right? So KSI Joe Weller, I didn't catch on to. Okay. I'd seen Logan Paul because I think he was a massive name at yeah. that time. And he was building the, the vlog thing and, and I saw him in KSI and I went, okay, this is kind of interesting. Let me take a look. And started covering it and started breaking down a little bit. I remember I broke down their fight one time on a drive to, to the Grand Canyon. Had my girlfriend at the time hold the camera. I'm breaking it down. Come on. <laughs> it was an hour or You're two in the grinding, car. Yeah. Just going, man. Yeah. So... And then um, it really started to go off when I covered, who was, what's crazy enough now, my co-host on the Breakdown podcast, sorry, plug there, yep. um, Face Sensei and KSI did a, a spar, and I broke down the spar. And it took off, did like 100,000 views or something, and also the Jake and Nate fight was around that time, and I was just continuing to look, and I'm kind of just going everywhere with this, but Chael Sonnen was By the way, big, for a second you said Jake and Nate, and I was like, Jake and Nate. Jake and Nate Robinson. Robinson. Right, Robinson. Yeah, Robinson, the, the first, first one, part yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is now, we're now in like November of 2020. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I, I just continue to grind and, and uh, I started to just take little bits and pieces. People don't even know. I was working for another YouTube channel at the time. I worked with the NBA Summer League for a bit. Really? I've done, dude, I've lived like 20 lives, I feel like. I used to go to LA every every week, pretty much, with 200 resumes in my, in my car and just slide them under Fox Sports and slide them into Showtime. I posed as a student at LMU one time to try to get in front of Showtime. Wow. <laughs> And and just kept going. Just kept going. And didn't feel uh, sorry for yourself. Didn't no, lick your no, wounds never, when the door was never. closed in your face. I was worried. You know, I, I was worried. Oh, when the door was closed in my face, I just I just wrote it down. I went. I remember that. Okay. I remember it. And there's been there's been some people that I remember more than others. But um, but yeah, it ended up started. To, I started to build and build and build. And all of a sudden, I had this this thing where I was working at a couple of different jobs. And I just said, you know what? I'm gonna go full in. Stopped and went full YouTube. And it started working out for me. And here we are. Okay, so what was like the real turning point? Was it the it was phase it was yeah it was that was the first big video I yeah. had and I was like okay, you know I can I can really start to push more into this because I feel I'm doing a justice to it and I'm interested in it and so I started going back through the catalog of YouTube boxing and running through those breakdowns and then the big moment where I went I can do this for real was when I don't remember I don't know if you know this the YouTube versus TikTok card they did in Miami yep yep yep. And the Jake and Ben Askren fight were kind of right next to each other. Okay. And I was covering both of those. And Jake and Ben Askren, that really took the channel to another level because I was riding hard for the MMA community. Jake, Jake knows this. We've talked about it. I was just full-on heavy critical of Jake about pretty much everything. Right. Right? And, you know, outside of boxing, whatever. And I was convinced Ben was going to win this fight. You I were? On the record? Yes. Oh, it's on my go. Yeah. Really? I, had, I picked him. You and Dana White? Me, Dana, um, <laughs> my boy face, Sensei Rogan. Like, we all were like, okay. 
He's going to win. Yeah. Because what I thought I was going to get from Ben was not the, what did, it, what did uh, Mario Lopez said? He was built like a bag of milk. I didn't yeah. think I was going to get yeah. He was coming off the hip, right. and that wasn't necessarily the best Ben. You've seen him, by the way, recently. He looks fantastic. Come on yeah. now. Jeez. Abs and get him in there again. Yeah. I know he's been calling for that. Jorge. He's been no, calling for Jorge. I don't want to see any of that. Um, but no, I, I was like, okay, Jake's never been past the first, or at least not as a pro. Right. He hasn't had to deal with a guy that, you know, Again, I wanted to see heavy volume. I wanted to see what Nate's going to bring him. I wanted to see in his face grappling, clinch exchange. There's nobody better in standing grappling than Ben Askren, funky, funky uh, right. Askren. So I, has, I was convinced I was completely wrong, but, yeah, that's where it took off, man. It's an amazing thing. Anytime you look at anything that you post, like you have a great connection with the audience. Yeah. They root for you. They yeah. want to see you succeed. Yeah. They're happy for you, right? Like, and, and, and that's not easy. It's not easy to develop that. Why do you think you have that connection with the people? I think from the moment I started, the one thing I didn't want to be was fake or corporate or I didn't want to lie to people, mm. right? That was my big thing. I didn't want to lie. And, I, and I'm heavy on interactions. I don't know if you've seen me on Twitter. I'm probably the worst follow on Twitter ever because I respond to everything. Okay. I, I take all the bait and respond to everything because I, I That I ain't going to last, by I the know, way. I know. You're going to burn out from that. I know. For the record. Yes. And, I, and I, I treat people but like it's good I'm talking to, do it. to them. Yeah. Like I'm talking to you right here. That's how I treat people. So I think that part of it the the interaction part me trying to be as real and, and you know the word unbiased is thrown around so much now but try to be as, as unbiased as I can with things and yeah that's, I think that's why I've been able to have and blessed to have a great community shout out the way concept community I know you guys are watching man no they, they they ride for you hard they love you they support you and then you could see like when you tell them you announce that you're doing something they're happy for you yeah, right yeah. they're happy Big for deal. you and it feels like it's just positive after positive after positive but there is a little bit of controversy in there <laughs> as well <laughs> yeah there is and, yeah. and and you know i'm not the type like i don't want to harp on this but here's yeah. what i want to know you had that thing with misfits and mams and ksi yeah and when that was happening how did you deal with it because i saw i actually i don't know if we spoke about it. i think we dm like yeah once yeah, or yeah twice about it you said you sent me a very encouraging dm and i appreciate it what, what can happen in a moment like that is you become like consumed by it and mm -hmm. it becomes intoxicating and you're checking your phone, you're checking your phone yeah. and it becomes depressing because you may feel as though everything that you built is now being taken away from you, away from the phone, away from the camera, away from everything. How are you dealing with all of that as you're now the center of attention for something that's maybe not as celebratory and positive? Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the first time where I had felt major, major pushback and it wasn't pushback in, in a sense of anything that I had like professionally, it was a, it felt personal, mm. you know, and, and that was the big thing. I didn't, I'd never felt and experienced something like personal like that. Um, but I had good people around me, man. Uh, shout out to Faith Sensei, my brother, um, True Jordy, Brian, who you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out Brian. He was, he was there and said some very encouraging things and basically just said, you know, don't do anything emotional, mm. you know, be able to, to take in this moment and, and just weed through all the, the, the way things are said and, and address what has been said. And that's what I did. And like I said, away from the phone, I was for sure nervous because that's a, ma you know, that's a massive company YouTuber thing focusing on you. That can be overwhelming and it can overwhelm, it would have probably overwhelmed me had I not been surrounded by good people. But essentially, yeah, I just addressed what I could and, and that was it. Biggest lesson you learned from that experience? Um, I think you've actually taught me that lesson. We, we talked yesterday on my show and, and one of the biggest things I took away was like, I can't do everything, mm. right? And at some point I have to realize that there are things that I want to do but maybe can't and remain as real or unbiased or myself, independent as possible, right? And I think you've taught me that and watching, I told somebody this the other day, Era Hawani, for a lot of the guys in this industry, I, I wanna just, you know, give you the rub here for a sec. 
we walk in your footsteps. Stop it, man. What is this? You created I this path, and I, and I step through those, those, those footsteps that have already been made. And to watch you go out and be independent and, and not, you know, be squashed by, you know, one of the biggest people and companies you could have been was, was a big help for me because one of the first things I thought about, I was like, okay, this is what I can do. And uh, that's my biggest takeaway is that maybe I can't be a, a company guy all the time, but I, don't, I would rather be real and I'd rather be myself and have my own opinions than be a company guy in lieu of saying something I don't believe. I, I mean, first of all, I appreciate those kind words. I, I feel like at some point this can be rectified. I see all the time that people are asking you all the time, when are you going back? We'll and that's got to be annoying. But listen, you're doing great things. Yeah. You're a part of this. That is tremendous. And it feels like you continue to level up. And that's yeah. what typically happens when you you know, are positive and you treat people the right way and you do things the right way. Other opportunities are going to come. Yeah. Even if something gets slammed in your face. As long, That's why I asked you, like, you don't feel sorry for yourself. You don't yeah. lick your wounds. You don't say, woe is me. Right, right. You don't like get lost in the comments and people who are trying to like root for your demise. And I'm sure there's not many of those, but you just have to like right. keep going, keep forging on. And you're so, you're 30 years old for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah. you're, I'm like, I'm an, all of a sudden I woke up and I became the old guy. I don't understand how this happened. Uh, it's not the old guy. It's, it's the industry standard. It's, it's uh, the, yes. the trailblazer. What's you know, the dream right? job? What's the absolute dream job? I mean, I'd be, I'd be lying if I didn't say I wanted to sit cage side and call MMA fights for the rest of my life. That's the one. That plus, you know what it is too, and I can't believe I'm on the MMA hour and I'm able to say this. I look up to you and I look up to a guy like Pat McAfee. Um, he's yeah. the man, Incredible. and I, I watch him. I, I played college football. I played football for 17 years. I'd love to be able to to do it all. Go call MMA. Go call college yeah. football. Go talk NFL. Go talk basketball. Like like you're doing now too. Like yeah. I, I I would love to do it all, but. At the end of the day, if it was one job, it'd be that. Sit cage side and, and call some of the greatest fights on earth. I feel like you're you're almost there. We'll see, man. I hope you're so. You're pretty damn close. I mean, I saw you at PFL, PFL yeah. Europe, right? Yeah. That was a crazy thing too, man. I don't know how many people saw that. I was doing backstage interviews, yes. which I, I haven't done great. a ton of. But then at the end, because Dan Hardy, who shout out so, Dan Hardy, is the he man. filled in, right? Yeah, he, he had to yes. go in the cage yes. and they were like, wait, jump on camera. And here I am sat next to Stefan Struve and I'm like, oh, hey, Stefan. <laughs> going on it was but it, it felt so good just to be in that in the pocket you know they call it that being in yeah, the pocket yeah, yeah. it felt great it felt like more of that home yeah. yeah you're gonna do more i would hope so yeah i i, I don't not scheduled right now okay but we'll see you know yeah because uh pfl europe is on the zone right yep, yep. that's uh, the connection usually for yes for me they have other mma octagon on the yeah, zone they're getting yeah. more and more involved in the world of mma so i love that um just a couple more and then i'll let you go sure, yeah ksi jake will it ever happen you know I'll say this. It seems like they've gotten this close a couple of times. It's tough to go right back to the negotiation table after you've been that close. I understand that, but it seems like it can get done. It should get done, but it's going to be incumbent upon both camps, again, to come back to the table. Like you said yesterday, drop the pride and just figure it out. Mm. Just figure it out. I don't know if it's weight. I don't know if it's money. I don't know if it's location, commission, whatever it is, figure it out. Because if Jake wins here... And KSI wins there. It's the only fight, the, the only, biggest, the biggest, like gigantic. It's it's five out years, Wembley. Five years in the making. Six, it will be right. And so many intricate story beats and and points that you can weave in and out of brother rivalry. They beat each other's brothers. It's it's crazy to think this is not the one. They've had this face to face back and forth for years now. It's it, it is the one, but it's just going to have to depend on what they do in these next fights and if they want to come back to the table.
Does Nate have a shot tomorrow? Absolutely. Okay. I saw Sean Porter up here talking, and, and Sean he is the, the man. did the 13-second breakdown of his mark. I know. Uh, no, of his hitting the mitts. <laughs> and I was like, wait, 13 seconds. <laughs> I brought this up like a million times. I was sitting over here. I was like, yeah. Mm. yeah. But no, it, I saw Sean talking about how, you know, the differences in cardio, and he's right. Yeah. You know, a lot of MMA guys do struggle with coming to the boxing complete output just over and over. Nate's not one of those guys. Nate's not a high-level, explosive, fast-twitch athlete like Tyron Woodley is, right? Anderson Silva, while Jake has now fought a southpaw in Anderson, that's a, a massive thing for Jake. He's not the same striker as Nate, right? right? I, I talked to you about this yesterday. Nate is not even a, a, a boxer. boxer. He's not an MMA fighter striker. Right. He, he learned how to strike from Cesar Gracie, right. <laughs> who is not any sort of technical striker. So you're talking about a guy that you can't really prepare for how he strikes and what he does as far as like his volume plus the slaps plus the heavy digs. Like He switches up the volume with the power with the volume and it's just a, a tidal wave so i think he's got more than a chance it's just going to come down to jake's level of experience dealing with volume pace pressure he's dealt with two out of the three this one's going to be all three mm. uh sean brought up a great point it, it kind of like struck me in the moment and then he sort of you know he he, he cemented it when uh when nate said up there you I know, saw it too. I saw it too. He what said, "What did you make of that? No matter what happens tomorrow, yeah. you still can't win a real fight." I think it was a little bit of kind of goading Jake because okay. they've been talking back and forth yeah. about like doing an MMA thing. It does concern you to hear it because it's like, "What do you mean? No matter what happens yeah, tomorrow, yeah, yeah, what you yeah, say? Yeah, 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 <laughs> don't yeah. do that, Nate." Right, right, what right. And then you also put into the. And I don't know if many people have talked about this. Nate is thirty-seven, right? Right. But but also he's fighting a couple of weight classes up than he's ever fought, and that's what worries me. Because he's naturally a big guy, but Jake's naturally a bigger guy. And we know that when you have to cut weight, you naturally have to get in better shape. Not to say Nate's not going to be in great shape. He's going to be. But fighting at a weight you're not accustomed to, I just wonder if that weighs on him a little more and we don't see that typical Nate surge. He's still being in the fight, but maybe it's around seven, round eight, round nine, and we don't see that Nate really coming forward, really high pressure. That's what I worry about. If Nate wins, does he stick with this whole boxing scene or does he go back to the UFC? Listen, he was already in negotiations to fight Logan, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. And the money is there. They talked about it. And Jake was saying on, on Logan's podcast, you offered him more, or you offered him a ton of money and thought that was going to be it. We offered him more realism, realistic fight or whatever. But right. that one's there. I'm sure, you know. You think he'd prefer that over going back to the UFC, maybe headline UFC 300? Oh, no. If it's if it's him and Connor, yeah. then yeah, that's the fight. Yeah. Because that's the trilogy. They both have that respect and they, they both want that one. I would say for Nate, and you even talked to him this week, he was like, now being outside of the UFC, I can kind of see yeah. why they did some of the things they did, yeah. and I'm actually more excited about it. Maybe that is the path going back. I just think of it as like, if you're going to take out one of the Paul brothers, you might as well do both, right? Right. Uh, last one, I'll put you on the spot. Since you are a big MMA fan, and we okay. are technically an MMA show, yes. Corey Sanhagen, Rob Font, happening tomorrow night as well. Oh, you know it's great. Yeah. Rob Font is uh, face in, one of Face Sensei's like, boys. Wow. You're talking about Haverhill. Sir, shout out Haverhill, Massachusetts. Um, that <laughs> Sean Farley, shout out, by the way. He's going to love that. Um, the, uh, him and, um, you have, what are they, what do they call themselves? New England. Oh, the cartel. Yeah. The yeah, New England yeah. cartel. You have, uh, Calvin him and Calvin Cater. Tyson Chartier. They all coach. fight out of there. Yeah. I'm going to say Sanhagen's tough yeah. man, because he's, he, he talks about striking in a way that no one else really talks about. And he's like manipulation of space. And I enjoy watching him fight so much because he can manipulate you forward and backward. And then he could put volume on it. What he did to Cheeto, I was like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Cheeto Vera, yeah, he's a slow starter, but he doesn't get just, I mean, 
dominated like that continuously round after round. And, and it's not just the same thing. He's switching up the way he fights a guy that has desperation versus a guy he's fighting on the front foot. Right. So I'm going to say, God, I love Rob, though, and his boxing is so clean. It's a tough one for you. I'm going to say Corey boy, Sanhagen yeah. wins this one, man. I think so. And I think it's going to be a technical match. And I think at some point, though, Rob bites down on that mouthpiece, and maybe that is the reason I see a stoppage here for Corey. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Corey's. I think he's a uh, potential future champion. I also think Tatiana Suarez, who's fighting in the co-main event, a potential future champion. I feel very confident in saying yeah. that. She obviously has to get by Jessica Andrade, but Tatiana Suarez, if she can realize her potential, yeah. is going to be incredible. You are realizing your potential, my man. You're doing a great, great job. It's an honor to be up here with you. It's an honor to be on the show with you and Ade, who I love as well. And man. I think both of you guys are doing tremendous work and you have great voices and personality and 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 your own unique style and that's very important and i tell a lot of kids like look at what you are doing because you found an opening yeah you know no one was really doing that sort of thing so and and for the most part from what i see you're positive you're energetic it's not hate it's not negativity yeah. there's a lot of that out there yeah, yeah you're shining you know a fun exciting positive light on combat sports and it's really a lot of fun to watch so keep it up Good luck tomorrow. Thank you, sir. Pleasure to be up here with yes, you. Sir. And thanks for joining us. Of course. Hey, yeah. MMA hour to the top, man. This is a legend right here, Ariel Hawani. Appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. There he is, Wade Plem, an absolute mensch of a human being, and he will uh, call all the action from the start of the card to the finish. Prelims, main card, globally, zone pay-per-view, tremendous stuff. What a great guy. Really enjoy talking to him and meeting him this week for the very first time. All right, in a matter of seconds, we are going to be joined by our good friends, GC and New York Rick. I do want to let you know. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. And what a week it has been in Big D all week long from the open workouts. And it's been so nice because really this is my first time working in earnest with DAZN. And everyone has been great. Everyone has been welcoming. Everyone has been kind. But every so often you can look around and see some familiar faces. And I said on Wednesday, this was the highlight of the show for me. These two jokesters holding the microphone like professional broadcasters, we got to throw it over to you once. It was just one and done for you guys. I don't know if someone gave you the old hook, but it was just absolutely amazing. <laughs> Here they are. They need no introduction. There was only one way to end today's show and to end the week before we get to Saturday night with these two guys, New York Rick GC. Hello, guys. How we doing, man? This yeah, is great. good to be with you. Busy week, Should I huh? scoot over? No, 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 you're good. No, no, no. I feel this like we got enough room. Why, are we not? Are, are we? No, I mean, I, can we're we too cozy? Where we're at, like, yeah. Are we just posing? But, hey, Joe. Oh. What? What happened? Well, I don't know what happened. I don't know what Joe oh. said. I think, he's, I think these are supposed to be, you know. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't know if we were posing or not. Get out of here. Let's just. I mean, no big deal. Yeah, I mean, we're taking photos in the middle of the show. Act like we've been here before. It's the paparazzi. I mean, can you not deal with that? What about this? GC telling me, by the way, you've been here before. Like, He's never seen this sort of thing, yeah, right? Is, yeah, behind yeah. the scenes. I mean, they're actually building the ring behind us. Like, yeah, like look at it. Like, we're, we're the floor of American Airlines Center, the house Mike Madonna built, Dirk <laughs> Nowitzki built, yeah, Luka Doncic currently building, Dwayne Wade NBA Finals. That's I right, mean, 2011. A lot of moments, and now here we are, the MMA Hour. Isn't that crazy? Live. 
uh, on the zone and the MMAR. Yeah, it's wild. Also, I want to let you guys know uh, this little tidbit. There was a chance that this event wasn't going to happen in this arena and maybe not on this date. You know why? Because they're actually updating their video screen. As you can oh, see, wow. they're putting, yeah. there's no Jumbotron. And yeah. so they were, because it's off season, um, you know, there's no Mavericks or Stars playing. So th this is actually a custom one that they had to bring in because they didn't want to have uh, no video screen. But there was a moment where they were considering putting this event somewhere else, beginning not stages. Not at American Airlines. Not even in, in Dallas. Dallas. Not in oh, Dallas wow, because wow. of the screen. So I just looked at it. I was like, oh, wow, that's a screen I heard about. Yes. They're making it. This screen it. saved the event. Incredible. This is it. I mean, this arena is huge. Yeah. It's it's absolutely magnificent. I, I really, I can't believe it. Would, it. would it kill the cameraman to zoom out? Would, is that wow. much to ask? GC's producing this. I mean, wow. directing it? Wow. Yeah, he's, he's asking a little extra. He's, he's like, wow. Uh, Rick, how's your week? I mean, look, at there it is. There it is. That's an yeah. American. You know what? That's a good call. It's nice I mean, that you did that. Uh, look at yeah, us. I mean, look what, that. producer or something? Is that, is that what Does it feel for? weird that we're here? Like, does it feel like, how did we uh, yes. trick people into letting us do this? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're all grown up. I mean, yeah, look at a little this bit pan of right now. I mean, it feels like we're on a professional. We've never, by the way, we've I never mean, had an act. We never even had a cameraman before yeah, in I the mean, studio. Yeah, just, the operator is uh, stable down. I mean, <laughs> it's just everyone, if, if I get up, it's just like my chest in the studio. Everyone keeps here. telling me they're like, "Man, you guys run uh, such a tight ship here. This is really what is the tight stuff. ship?" Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess that's what we're gonna say. This There's no ship. It's not tight, and I mean, there's no ship. We got the Celsius. We got the Celsius. Yeah, go ahead. Go nuts. Crack that open. I, How's your week? Uh, it's been great. Um, Birthday week? Yeah, I mean, more more the work aspect of it. Uh, Paul Diaz has been uh, good for the social media handles. Follow at MMA Fighting if you haven't already. Um, it's been a good week. Is it doing better than you thought? No, I mean... Who's been the biggest fan of this fight since no, the but moment it was in terms made. of social? Because sometimes no. people look at the numbers. Like I saw yesterday, yeah. you had a two million one on TikTok, and maybe oh, that's more up now. to like four point seven. So wow. compared to yeah, compared wow. to Tommy Anderson, the Woodley it's, fights. Where is this one tracking? I your think opinion? because of the crossover with Nate Diaz to the MMA audience, right. and them wanting like wanting him to beat Jake Paul this badly. I would say the the best one of those so far for sure. Really? Yeah. Wow, and it's Socially, not a lot of negativity, yeah. like, oh, you know. No, I th I, because I, as I said, I think the, the storyline for the MMA fans is like, go beat Jake Paul. They want, they're rooting for Nate Diaz. They are pulling for Nate Diaz as much as they possibly can. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been very good on social. And I feel like Nate Diaz, of, of all the people that have fought him, I, I know Anderson Silva is, is such a huge star and he has a ton of fans, but, like, man, these people get behind Nate Diaz. When he walked out for these ceremonial weigh-ins behind us, yeah, you talk about a pop. I mean, all he has to do is throw up the flex and everyone just goes, Stone Cold esque. Can we take a look at the weigh ins? I want to get your thought on it yeah. because I ran through it uh, earlier. I'm talking about the Diaz Paul weigh in from uh, earlier, and then the face off was the real juicy stuff. Uh, first of all, can we give a shout out to old ChilP? Old ChilP, man. First of all, I was up there, and they weren't going to let him go. They were stopping Chael from going on the stage. I was like, no, no, no. no nobody gangster. stops the American yes. gangster. What about Chael getting, getting in there? Sunglasses. I let you get Sunglasses <laughs> look so good. I've it seen so good. I've seen a lot of can't-let-you-get-close memes uh, based on Chael trying to can hold we, DS can back. Can we talk about him? He's, he's, uh, he's really setting the boundaries. He's really playing the alpha. He's and the enforcer. He's, I mean, he's really being... So what did you guys think? Like, if we're to rank this... This was good. This, yeah. I mean, by far the best of the of the Diaz Paul faceoffs. We've gotten three already. This this was by far the best one. Diaz the going for the kicks. Jake going for the for the shadow boxing right in front of his face. Uh, yeah, I felt like there was good energy. Both of them throwing up the birds throughout. Uh, yeah, it felt good. You you talked about it with Wade. Uh, what what Nate had to say. You know, whatever happens. Yeah. You know, How'd you really feel fight. about that line? I I mean, you don't love to hear that. Like instead of like I'm gonna go out there and kill this guy, yes. but. 
I think at the end of the day, Nate's going to do what he's going to do when he gets Yeah, there. I mean, I don't think what Nate Diaz says in that moment is really going to carry into the into the ring. I, I, I'm sure he's going to give his best performance. I, I, I think there's a case to be made that he was just saying, like, this guy ain't a real yeah. player. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, that, yeah. you know, oh, uh, no problem. <laughs> no worries. No worries. So We're, like, literally in the line fun. of fire here. I love it. I love They're it. building things. We should probably have hard hats. If I'm being this honest, this will work. I mean, this right. is straw, but it's hard, dude. It's hard. Uh, the crowd was great. I would say it was like 80 20 in favor of Nate. Yeah. They yeah, were Nate very loud. Like 85 the stuff back there was yeah. the whole. You know what was brilliant? They put the Diaz team over there, but Jake came out from that. So as he walks out, he's getting flipped off by everyone. <laughs> it was he, brilliant. He started, he started giving yes. it back to him, and then he had to come over here and wave to his to his crew. I assume the thought was maybe that Nate was going to be facing them, but Jake coming out on that side, yes. he was right. And you know what? He gave it right back to him, so I respect that. I'll, actually, I'll actually break it down. Uh, Please. 85 Diaz, 14 oh. Paul. What's one? One, Hiwani. Yeah, we had nice the sign, pop. the ten seven. Oh, was it there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't Someone see got it. my attention. They're like, another one. Oh yeah, GC. Look, yeah, uh, yeah. It may have been the same guy, but I mean, still looked. Can good. we can we save uh, another percent? Can we take one from somewhere and save it for Chael? I feel like, I feel like that's. Did Chael get a pop? Yeah, I mean, he did. When he came up. It was hard to tell. Up no, there. when he came up, the people, the people's eyes lit up. I mean, when it was a Chael great little surprise. Oh, yeah, Chael showing up with the glasses fantastic. as the enforcer. We've had. Uh, GSP in the past up there, but I think Chill, uh, from what I understand, Chill was a, a, a personal invitation from Nate. Like he wasn't, wow. he wow. wasn't neutral. Nate said he wanted him here. Chill was uh, here with his son. Uh, did I know in advance? Maybe. Did I ask Chill P to come on the program? Yes. Did I get the old stiff arm? Uh oh! Wow. Yes. Wow. Oh, do I have to pull back the one percent? All right. I'm sorry. I, mean, I, I don't know. Can you imagine just, Chill P right here, American Airlines Center. I thought he in was person. a shoe in. Chill, you good? We'll open the show around the bad guy on the road. Nothing. No. Maybe he's just no, focused. No, no. He's here specifically he's here, to, yeah. to be Nate Diaz's enforcer, and he can't do anything else. I mean, he he, he was a secret. And, and he, he just was a pops secret. Up. It's incredible. Not a lot of secrets in this business. Yeah. Um, best part of Dallas so far, GC. And how do you feel about Georgia Cowboy? Does that work? Are there cowboys <laughs> in Georgia? Uh, not so much. I mean, like here, this is like real. This is this is where the cowboys are at. I mean, you you walk back here. I mean, we've got uh, security and stuff. People just wearing cowboys hat, cowboy hats. Just I, for fun. Like this is not a. Gimmick. I don't think it's fun. I think it's you know a style. It's a fashion <laughs> choice. I mean, there was someone back there working on. Uh, Working on this set, I can't see him right now, but he had a he had a cowboy hat on as well. Like this is a yesterday there was a thing. concert here. Uh, Thomas Rhett. Oh man, yeah, Rhett Thomas. Thomas. Uh, Thomas Rhett. Yeah, he was. It was here. cowboy hats and cowboy. Yeah. I mean, it was just Never a lot. A country concert before. Never. Wow, they're a lot Ditto. of fun. Did it? Wow, not, and we're true wow, East Coasters. Yeah. yeah, I mean East Coasters. Georgia is on the East Coast. I mean, no, but like Northeast, North Northeast yeah, Coasters. Yeah, cold beer on a Saturday night. Radio Friday night. And the radio. Who's that again? Zach Brown man. Zach Brown. Into a Zach Brown you know that song? I don't. I, I know that song. I didn't. Know a little artist. bit again, you know. Chicken fried. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> not bad. Uh, not yeah, bad. I don't know what has been the best part of Dallas. Uh, the heat. That you, has that been your favorite? Yeah, it has been intense. Uh, Reunion Tower we went yesterday, got up, got to see a nice skyline of Dallas. Really uh, gave you a nice perspective on how big it is. Cotton Bowl, saw that. How has Frank been with the tidbits, <laughs> with the knowledge? I, I, I has was, he been flexing a lot? I was hoping for more facts, but Frank, I mean, you can you can chime in and deliver this one. Please. He gave me an, an actually mind-blowing fact oh. about Texas. What do we got? What do we got? All right. So if you were driving from Los Angeles yes. to Houston, the halfway point is in Texas. Uh, flip it. If you're driving from Houston to Los Angeles, the halfway point 
Wait, well, it's that would be the same. In it's, a, it's the same distance. Well, I mean, I know, but you can get halfway there, and you, you and you're still in the in state Texas. of Texas. Yeah. Wow. Well, to I feel be like fair, no, it's not exactly the same. It's El Paso. Yeah, El Paso, huh? But Do you want to see that again? Good. I feel like you botched that, Frank. No, that is interesting, though. That I is feel interesting. Like it was taken away from me. Man, you guys, <laughs> you guys are like kind of quelled. I was like, actually, no, that is no, insane. It is, it is very. Yeah. Why? Because is Houston? No, it's south because it's, Texas, it's because is, Texas so big. is so massive. Yeah, no, I know that, but like, are you starting all the way at the uh, bottom? It's like it's like southeastish, I believe. You know, I'm, I'm, is, is I'm Houston more up. north than Dallas, and, or vice versa? Houston south of Dallas. South, south of, of Dallas. Dallas. Okay, south of Dallas. we're learning. That, we're learning yeah, things. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm getting uh, acquainted. I, with the Texas I need to ask something. Four, four hours, hours, our four cameraman hours. is telling us. I need us. to ask See, something. This is what we don't get when we don't have a cameraman in the studio. We get this insight here. It's tremendous. Did Did Frank tell you that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. On the I, way I wasn't sure because he bought. You knew it better than he did, so I wasn't sure I was, what happened there. I was so mind blown I had to confirm it uh, okay. yesterday on, on the internet. Yeah, he told us on the way to reunion. We did Amazing. have a nice uh, barbecue dinner on Wednesday. Yeah, we did. Uh, Frank took us to a questionable Tex-Mex spot on uh, Thursday. Questionable? Excuse me. No? You guys thought it was good? Uh, I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Oh, you did? Okay. Oh, yeah. hating as you uh, the sushi was okay on Tuesday sushi for Rick. Good. These are good too. I mean, geez, tough crowd sushi. here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my banger meal. I haven't I had have a banger say, meal. I have to say the barbecue, I was a little bit mind blown at at how expensive it was. Oh yeah. I, I got a bang. I, I yeah, went to a I, banger I spot it. for lunch today. What'd you get? I believe it was called Flower Child. If if it was, shout yeah. out to them oh, in, nice. in uh, Dallas. What kind of food? Delicious, like kind of... just like healthy options. Mm. Make a bowl. Had a little hummus. You actually, I was thinking the whole time I was there, I was like, I, want I, want, I actually haven't eaten yet today. Uh, no, I'm also, you're not the only one uh, fasting, but I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tomorrow, book depository. Yeah, that's the rumor. Bucky's? Are we gonna do it? We're gonna hit a Bucky's. What is still? Bucky's? Which uh, one's world's Bucky's? largest largest convenience store. Oh yeah, home to the largest car wash in the world. I have not heard. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. Yes, 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 yes. Love to do swing that. by uh, one, we have to drive 40 minutes out. Oh, I'm not doing that. Absolutely not doing that. Swing by the old book depository. No, there's no chance that I'm doing that. The book depository is a fun thing. I've actually gone twice. UFC 211 when oh, we were here. I've, oh, I've wow. gone twice, yeah. And then uh, when it was um, WrestleMania in... Uh, what, what is going on? They're playing music? Yeah, hey, little Rihanna. Are, are they... Are they uh, is this Rihanna? Is she walking hey. them out? Oh, here uh, she comes right now. Here she is. Wow. The critically acclaimed All recording right. artist. Um, all right, let's get your picks. We teased uh, this. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. We so teased this that you are saving your picks for Friday. It's now Friday. We've got Rihanna here. She's going to strike our YouTube yes, channel because there's going to be a copyright infringement. I, mean, I have to say, huge, huge fan of this song. By is the it way. a good song? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> is this perfect. Diaz? Are they rehearsing Diaz's walkout? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Wh whoever's walking out to this, this is going to be a I good actually walkout. heard a rumor about Paul's walkout. But I can't say anything. Okay. Not even a little okay. hint? Thank no, nothing. nothing. Thank, you for, wow. thank you for teasing yeah. and not being able to tell us anything. Uh, all right. First things first. I have to say, before we get into the picks, this may be breaking news. I don't know if, if Frank wants to play it. This is uh, unprecedented. This is incredible right now. Changing the parlay value. Wow. wow. If this is the beauty it, of doing it, it on Friday. If you, if you bet it, cash it out. Yeah, I have to say, feels like no one really cares about the bets, but this week... There's been some clamoring. I was actually uh, quite surprised. People were asking. People, oh, yeah. They were wondering where it was. I wasn't on No Bets Bard this week. Uh, nice to feel a little bit of love, especially we're on four straight winning weeks. Changing the Parlay Pals pick had the Amanda Serrano fight over eight and a half. I've been talked out of that. We'll get we'll get into that in a little bit. We'll get into that in just a second. Wow. I'm now going the over five and a half. Nate Diaz Army. I think he's going to last longer. In the main event, I'm going with the over five and a half. Wow. Uh, Jake Paul. His last four have gone over the five and a half mark. 
Nate Diaz is tough as nails. Don't think he's going to get knocked out. Maybe later in the fight there's a TKO uh, on either side, but I think that one goes a little bit longer. I disagree with Sean Porter on it being ended early. Let's get into the actual picks. We'll start with UFC Nashville if we can. I believe oh, yeah. we do have the graphics. I mean, even when we're Whoa. away from home, even when we're away from home, we get that production value. I'm going to start Quarantillo Jackson under two and a half. I mean, you think people are even hearing me or is this all just no, this is, right I mean. Now? By the way, at the open workouts, it was like oh, I think a thousand times louder. I think they might have just heard down. me. Yes, they turned thank it down you guys. Down. Appreciate that. Very kind. Uh, Billy Q, six of his last nine, including the Contender Series, knock on the distance. Jackson, 22 of his 28 have knock on the distance. 12 of his last 14, under two and a half. Let's move on to the next one. Jeremiah Wells, five of his last six haven't gone to round three. Carlston Harris, seven of his last eight have not seen round three. Let's keep it rolling to the next pick. Ignacio Bahamondes did a forklift just uh, it did. just honk. It that's, did. That's it. Uh, he's coming You're out coming, honking. Coming, is, coming back high. This is incredible. Uh, Bahamondes, I mean, he's going to be so much bigger. Eight inches taller, four inches of reach. Uh, he's just going to be I bigger, don't think he faster. likes this pick. More well-rounded. Well, that's your pick for the parlay, pal. So yeah, I it is. He does. I... Uh, and then last but not least for UFC Nashville, let's go uh, to the last pick there. Uh, I'm going to take the under two and a half. Tatiana Suarez and Jessica Andrade. Oh, I like that Andrade, one. Oh, that's a good fight. Queen of chaos. Nine of her last 11 ending in round one or two. Suarez, four of her six UFC wins ending by finish. Andrade, I think she's going to push the pace, and I think uh, Suarez will have to dance with her, and someone is going to get finished. Let's move to Paul Diaz. Yes. Hotly Hashtag. contested. Here we are. Amanda Serrano, Heather Hardy. I'm flipping the pick from the Parley Pals. I'm taking the single. I'm riding with Rick. I am now taking the under 8.5 plus 115. Despite six straight fights going over 8.5 for Amanda Serrano, despite her already having fought Heather Hardy to a decision, them being very friendly, very cordial. Yes. Rick here claims Confident. lock of the week, yeah. lock of the century, yes. lock of the millennium. There oh is no way that this does not go under. I mean, I was getting slandered at dinner Didn't last night. Didn't he say third round? That no. was Mike Heck. No, Shout out to Mike Heck. I mean, they were getting right up in my face. It was it was getting intense at dinner last night. How confident they were in the under eight and a half. So confident. Rick has also thrown a couple units down wow. on the under eight and a half. I mean, yeah. they are that confident like in this going. I said, all right, listen, I'm a ride or die. That's what I'm going to do with Rick. So we'll ride together. I appreciate on the under that. Eight and, a half. Uh, and then lastly, we will go to the main event. No side for me. Hard, hard to, hard to have a, a real firm thought process on on what's going to happen here. Uh, I'm going with the over seven and a half. Uh, Diaz, uh, Paul, three of his last four over the seven and a half. I mentioned Diaz, tough as nails. I think this one's going to get extended. I think we're going to have some fun, but Frank doesn't think so. Uh, uh oh. We what? can we can clear off the picks here. We Frank? have to get Frank's thoughts. Yeah. Frank has strong Tell thoughts. Me. Look, strong, man. strong thought. Oh, something big is happening when he starts it off with look, man. Tell <laughs> us, Frank. I just want you to understand. I'm looking, Frank. I like Nate. Yeah. But I, I feel like Jake, Jake is going to finish this. Wow. Yeah. So when, when he does, I'm never going to shut up about that. This. What, yeah. What's the like Nate part? But Jake is going to finish like, it. Like, what's the. I wouldn't be mad if Nate won. Oh, I see. He, I see. he tells me if Jake Paul finishes him in the first four rounds, we will never hear the end of it. He said he is going to go on an absolute tirade in okay. Dallas. He's going to paint the town red if Jake Paul gets this done in the first four rounds. I mean, he is he is a problem child. He has come out and said that he is a problem child himself. So he's not making a pick. Are you making a pick as No, you know what? I, I want I want to say I'm a lot more like GC and the re. You know, we, we've been checking in on my levels, right? First announced. What was I? Ten out of ten. Yeah. 
We we fast forward to the week. Yep. Thirteen out of ten. Yep. As we might be going up. We might be fifty. Oh yeah. 15. Oh, 15. We might be 15. After today was good. Press conference -off. was good. The face-off was good. electric. Now that we're here, now that yeah. everything's going on, I, I actually am really excited for tomorrow night. Yeah. I think it's going to be awesome. And, and the thing about this fight, and it, and it speaks to what GC was talking about in the betting aspect of it, I have no idea what is going to happen. If Nate finishes him late because Jake runs out of gas, I wouldn't be surprised. If Jake finishes Nate because the power is too much and Nate's too shop-worn, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Nate's going to... He's going to surprise a lot of people. Ultimately, does he win? He has a great ability of saying, hey, I won that fight even though he didn't win. Like, who knows if he actually gets the nod, but I think he surprises a lot of people. What's so funny? Uh, just the not, music? not the music. These, the four, these forklifts are peeling, yeah. dude. I mean, we're getting the reverse, it's the amazing. backups. We're getting love along, it. and they're absolutely peeling. To your guys' point, I think Nate Diaz is going to show out a little bit more than people are expecting him. I mean, minus 160 is what Frank took uh, Jake Paul by knockout. I mean, he, three of his last four have gone to a decision. I, th I think Nate Diaz can hang. On top of that, didn't do it yet. Maybe a little sprinkle. I'm talking just a little bit of lunch money. Nate Diaz by decision plus 900. Wow. Plus oh, my God. I can, see, yeah. I can see a world where he steals, steals later rounds and, and maybe gets to a decision I'm for not sure. saying it's a sure thing. This is a tough task for, yeah. for Nate Diaz making his debut. Jake Paul, he's switched coaches. He's hungrier, obviously hungrier than ever. He cannot lose this fight. But, I mean, if it gets extended, he's got the cardio. He starts getting comfortable in the boxing ring. He steals some rounds late. Plus 900? I mean, if this is close and you're going to you're going to the cards, that, that would be something. Actually, speaking of Frank's, uh, his, yes. his, his fandom for Jake Paul, he, he pulled me aside. I think we have the picture here. Oh. Uh, Frankie is, is one, one of the biggest Jake Paul fans. I've, really? I've, he's I've, a big Jake Paul mark? Look at him. Wow. With the robot. Frank, you got a shot with the robot? I honestly actually yeah, thought man. Frank was in the robot. Frank, I, how cool was that? Frank? That's the highlight of my day. Please, No, no, no. Highlight of your day. Please tell me what you said to the robot. I came up to him and I said, you do such a, a great effing job. I can't keep my eyes off of you. Wow. And wow. He wasn't on the stage. I've never heard Frank say anything that yeah. nice about He said, anything. I love all your work. I can't. I cannot. I watch all of your work. I'm your biggest this fan. This is a tremendous. We, wow. saw, we saw the man behind the mask. No, yeah. there's no man. Uh, Did that hurt anything? No. I saw the engineers making sure the yes. actual leader was yes. working. Putting, putting yeah. the oil in. I love it. I love it. Yes. By the way, it happened already, but I, I wonder what the line was of Jake saying to me, I'm going to F him yeah, up, Ariel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have had that. Boom. He like went in my face at one point. I was like, oh, geez. I got to say, I thought I was wearing glasses. Some, some people are saying cringe and all this about the, the dog and put sending him back to the cage. Yeah, yeah. I like the wordplay there. That no, was good. It was, I thought it was good. It was and good. I would have had him yelling in your face at minus oh, 3,000. Yeah. yeah, of course. No doubt. Um, the I'm effing him up. It's, it's his thing. Can I say one of the yeah. brilliant masters strokes of this week Nate Diaz doing questions and answers instead of working out yeah the, the intrigue that is maintained in this fight because of that moment is brilliant I, I'm the it, sight it, of him in the boxing trunks wearing boxing first gloves time we is see. gonna be yes. yep. riveting yes. yep. I was actually thinking about that during the weigh-ins I was like man we haven't seen him in yes. boxing gloves yet like this is gonna be I crazy. can't he, wait he, he played that perfectly in my opinion to, to build the intrigue and so what a perfect way to end this perfect week it has been so much fun especially for this little show this little show of ours this little engine that could to get this type of love this type of treatment again thank you very much to our good friends over at DAZN for the opportunity to work in conjunction with them. Is this not being simulcast on ESPN Radio as well? <laughs> Hopefully we get on game night afterwards. Yes. Oh, Who knows? If we play the our text. cars Live from Dallas. Yes. But you can get the pay-per-view right now on DAZN.com. And uh, I'm very excited to be a part of the crew tomorrow. And I'm so excited that this program got to uh, go on the road. Hopefully the first of many. 
Uh, obviously, we haven't done it. Hopefully, it's not six years until our next no, one, let's guys. Let's do it soon. Let's, let's do it soon. soon. You know what I mean? This was a lot of fun. It's, and... been, uh, it's been a ton of fun. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, you know, we've added a little bit of value to Fight Week. We've made it feel a little bit Definitely. bigger. And now, as they say, the hay is in the barn. It is time to do the damn thing right here. Like, tomorrow, you're going to watch this. You're going to be like, hey, the boys were here on Friday doing there their damn thing. That's the ring. That's where it'll all go down tomorrow night. Uh, gents... Only one way to end the show. Thank you so much. Tremendous job all week. Tremendous job to the crew that has been working with us all week. Uh, the whole uh, Fly Pack New York crew. Thank you very much to them. Big Joe over there. Thank you very much to him. Oh, Corporate yeah. Alex, of Talk course. Thank you to him. Uh, Mysterious Frank. Thank you to you. The team all over the globe for MMA fighting that helps us with everything involved with the show the team at Fox Ben Epstein who helped make this uh, happen and of course the team at DAZN and shout out to our good friend Fred who first oh, put the uh, the seed down Fred from DAZN he made this happen we love Fred thank you very much to him as well this has been a fantastic day a fantastic show thank you to our guests today uh, Alicia Baumgartner Sean Porter uh, Sibley Skulls, a lot of fun talking to oh, her. And how about pop. huge pop from my girlfriend, Wade Plem. Sibley? She knew her. Yeah, oh, from what world? Uh, e red carpet interviews. Wow, oh, texted me time. all caps exclamation point what? Sibley. How'd you guys get her? Wow, like, that was the big get. That was the biggest pop. That was the big get. Yeah, biggest Who knew? I mean, the big teeth pop. were fantastic. The hair too. Oh, the hair. Is the hair? Is that the real color? Is Storm X Men vibe. Yeah, that's what Wade would, said. would it have been rude if I asked if that was the real color? I don't. Maybe let's just not. Okay, I just wasn't sure. Because I think it's fantastic. Right? Yeah, no, it looks I great. I think it's fantastic great, as well. Yeah, yeah. I know because, no, I, I know some people that have gone and I like it. Like my wife always says to me, should I dye my hair? Should I, I, I like gray. Yeah. I think gray is yeah, great. Gray looks great, man. Okay. I liked it too. Fine. New York got all weird on me. There. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, shout out to Celsius as well. Gotta keep oh, some, um, something baby. secret. Clean yeah. Here. Okay. Uh, I just like to ask a lot of questions. I'm very inquisitive. All right, Frank. I don't know. Are you playing the music or not? I mean, no, that was, was kind of the cue. I mean, how like that was the whole outro right there. But the, wait, wait till they just, hit a new track and they play off? us. You know what would have been a great scene if they played the music in the I was arena. Gonna say, yeah. can we? Like, can we not have done that, Frank? Can we not have had a bit of a simulcast? Frank's Apparently not. Music, uh, yeah. um, uh, what's for dinner? That, and we should what is for dinner? Because I there's another Tex-Mex, please. Oh, you got guys. one lined up? Yeah, we oh, go. Jesus. No, it's no Tex-Mex? Should I say the name? No, don't say it. No. Because what if it's bad? We don't want to give them love. Yeah, yeah, we'll give them a well, shout out afterwards. Exactly. Fair? Um, wow, what a fun week. And the best part is the fun has just begun because we are essentially 24 hours away from a very anticipated moment in the history of mixed martial arts the entire mma community coming together to see if our prodigal son the son of the 209 can shut up this man named jake paul once and for all we'll see if it gets done and of course if you like this program check it out every monday and wednesday on the mmafighting.com youtube channel beginning at 1 p.m eastern back to the same old schedule on Monday, I already have a few guests lined up. We can't stop yeah, because we won't stop. Yeah, what, you wanted an yeah, off day? Yeah, I was hoping for maybe no. an off day, man. No vacay, my friend. Uh, back to our usual slot, Monday, Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, by the way, I'm sorry that I couldn't get to all the questions on Wednesday on the nose. Uh, there was just a lot going on, as you can imagine, but uh, we'll make up for it next Wednesday, sure, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, perhaps we'll go online and someone will make a response video to the response video, the response video to the response of this video, sure and it'll be a great response. Reaction to, to the reaction the of the reaction video. to the reaction, as okay? Many, as many little people in the corners just... Reaction, reaction reacted. to the reaction to the reaction. Back on Monday, safe time and place. Until then, we say peace from Dallas. We'll see you on Saturday.